Andrew Berkowitz. This is my show, and boy, do we have a lot to get to today. Tom Cunningham here. Disco is out. He's here in spirit. He's hitting buttons just from afar. Yeah, there's his... We should have tilted his seat up, you know, kind of in, in, in honor of him not being here. But we got a lot to get to. It's going to be a fun, fun day. I'm going to show some clips of what was happening in D.C. today. It was just one example of what was happening all around the world. Let's just play the intro again. Strike up the band. Uh, hopefully you're over with us on Rumble, rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist. If you're not, if you're over on the RVM network on Rumble, that's great too. If you're on my YouTube page or Facebook or wherever the hell you are, we're just glad that you're here. Make sure you hit that like button on the way in. Brianna Morell are going to join us in just a second here. We're going to ta uh, talk Israel, of course. We're going to talk some stuff that she's been up to. The House Speaker vote. We've got so many stories that we're going to get into today. But before we do any of that, please, you guys, be looking out for your savings. IRA, 401k, whatever it might be, traditional old savings accounts. Bidenomics is not working if you have not noticed. And those hard-earned savings of yours are at risk. The good news is, is you can talk to my friends at American Alternative Assets. There's an entirely legal tax loophole. All you got to do is give them a call. It's 833 the number two USA gold, that's 833-287-2465, or visit Protect from Biden. This invaluable guide that they will give you will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. Again, it's 833, the number two USA gold. That's 833-287-2465, or visit protectfrombiden.com. So we had a scene in D.C. today, and I want to play this first before we bring Brianna in, because it kind of sets the stage for some of the stuff I want to talk to, to her about, we want to talk to her about. Uh, so, Disco, let's just—this was outside of the Capitol, and then eventually inside of the Capitol, specifically the, the Cannon Building. Uh, take a look at what was going on today in Washington. So that was it. There's plenty of other videos. I'm sure you saw a bunch. But joining us to discuss this, to discuss some other stuff, is friend of the show, producer for Hamill Robinson, and host of the new show, which you need to check out, the Brianna Morello Show. You probably guessed it by now. Her name's Brianna Morello, and she's here now. <laughs> Brianna, thanks so much for being here. Drew, thank you for having me. Yeah, I know. I'm all about the branding these days. I love it. Well, you should be. You're, by the way, I said it to you on, on Twitter and, and probably on a text message, too, and I mean it. The, the branding looks awesome. You've, you've done a great job with it. I'm so excited for everything you're doing. So seriously, folks, check out. If you're not one of I mean, almost everyone's following you on Twitter as it is. But if, if you're not following Brianna, follow her and then check out the new show, uh, which I want to ask you about before our time is up today. But yeah. you, you've commented on this. You're, you're in media like we are, and you, you actually reached out to Rashida Tlaib, who was very outspoken about this. She was a part of a protest that kind of led to that, you know, what you just saw there on the screen today. And I want to show this. We've got two tweets, right? We've got Rashida's first. Let's show that one first, Disco, um, the next one. Um, yeah, here we go. Let's pop this up. So she decided to put this out yesterday. Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children, patients, 
Patients, just like that, at POTUS, this is what happens when you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire and help de-escalate your war and destruction. Uh, only approach has opened my eyes. Your war and destruction only approach has opened my eyes, and many Palestinian Americans and Muslim Americans like me will remember where you stood. So you reached out for, for comment to Rashida's office. I, is it safe to assume you did not receive... Um, any comment back? Is that is that a fair assessment? Well, of course not, because then she has to acknowledge the fact that this whole story is completely fabricated. You know, we had Julio Rojas on the show today, and, and Julio is currently in Israel, and he's been tracking all of this down. Um, and, and as far as he can tell, there, there might have been a rocket, but it wasn't sent by Israel. It was obviously sent by the Hamas terrorists that might have went off inside of that parking lot but it had nothing to do with Israel. And of course, people like Rashid Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, uh, they ate this Hamas propaganda up as quick as possible and helped disseminate it because that's their role here in the United States. Their only role is to speak up for these terrorists and and to to pretend like Israel has done some type of wrong in this entire situation. You know, you can't call for a ceasefire when terrorists invade your country rape your women, murder people, and then grab your children, grab your women, and bring them across the border into their country and hold them hostage. There's no such thing as a ceasefire for that. It's called getting even after that. 100%. We've been talking about that all week. It's, it's, it was so remarkable how quick, in fact, folks on the other side, Hamas in particular, was like, yeah, you know what? Look, we're, we're open. We're open to discussing a ceasefire or truce talks here. It's like, no, Scooter, you don't get to do that now after what you just did. That's not how this game is played um, it's it's just not going to work that way. But that that's the that's the approach they all take. And 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 people like Rashida and all of the folks in the squad and and it, it extends sadly beyond the squad. They've they've kind of looked at it that way. And not only did did they say it yesterday when in the fog of war you have Hamas and others saying that that this was Israel. And then you've seen intel, as, you, as you've mentioned, and so many other things that have come out. We're like, okay, it looks like the death count actually isn't what it is. It wasn't actually the hospital's hospital parking lot, and it wasn't Hamas, it was Israel. Or, excuse me, it wasn't Israel, it was Hamas. But even so today, you had Rashida Tlaib out there crying and weeping and saying that it was still Israel. This was the scene today. Let's play um, that clip if you've got it, Disco. is one of the, the later adders. Um, but th this this was her getting out there. Yeah, this one right here. This was her getting out there today on the hill and and whining. Continue to watch people think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. And they're shaking and some of you know this, they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. They, do, they can cry, I can cry, we all can cry. If we're not crying, something is wrong. And so I'm telling you right now, President Biden, not all America's with you on this one. And you need to wake up and understand that. We are literally, just like this and we still stand by and say nothing we will remember this 
But all of you, you need to know. I swear to God, what he has Allah. You are on the right side of history. You are. You're doing everything possible to save lives. What is wrong with that? Stop it with trying to try to politicize this. So we've got cowbells. We've got shame <laughs> chants. I mean, we've got so much going on. Rashida's losing her shit. She's crying. But again, she's doing, I get she's passionate, right? She's not smart, but she's passionate. But she's being passionate and continuing to put out messaging today about something that literally didn't happen, at least as she described it. I know that none of us are surprised here, but what, what was your take on that? not easy fabricating an entire story like she has, right? And fabricating is me putting it nicely. She's completely made all of this up. Um, if you want to talk about genocide, it's, it's, it's literally happening on just one side at this point, right? We, we have uh, people who are currently living in Gaza who think that Israel doesn't have the right to exist. And they've completely made up uh, history and pretend like there's some type of land that's owed to them when it's not true. And in fact, they don't even acknowledge Israel on the maps when they're teaching their, you know, school-age children. Uh, and they're raising them to to be monsters and to think that it's acceptable to, to chant, you know, wipe out the Jews, eliminate the Jews, kill the Jews. We've constantly seen videos like that circulating online. Now, everything Rashid Tlaib said there, like I just said, is a lie. And uh, it's quite disturbing, right? She could sit there and make up all these these facts as she sees them, but they're not facts. We know that um, this is what the type of propaganda that groups like terrorist groups like Hamas do put out there, and she's eating it all up. At this point, Drew, if we lived in a fair society, uh, people like Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and anybody else who showed up to those gatherings would probably be put on an FBI watch list, right? Because we know those are the first people who will justify committing an attack here in our country, and we're seeing it happen all across the world. Right. Uh, we're seeing it in China and other, and other places, too, where just— Innocent people who are at the Israel uh, embassy, I believe it was, last week, are, are getting stabbed um, just because they're from Israel. Yeah. Um, it's it's one-sided, and it irks me when I hear people pretending like it's happening on both sides. Israel's reacting to what happened originally, and that's what you're seeing uh, play out today. Well, and anyone who was in their shoes would respond the exact same way. If you experience what they what they do experience on a daily basis, for one, but what they just experienced on October 7th, any right-minded person who loved their wife, loved their spouse, their significant other, their children, their country would would do the same thing. So it's all just ludicrous how they've they've taken this. But by the way, one-sided. Speaking of one-sided, I find it interesting that you saw people protesting the way that they did today. I know everyone's saying this, but I do think we need to address it because it's true. You see everyone protesting the way that they were today on the hill, inside the buildings. Do you think they get 17, 20, 22 years for, uh, for their actions there? No, it's called liberal privilege, right? So like these individuals will never get arrested. Matthew Graves will never even try to prosecute them. We've, we've seen that time and time again. Um, and it's, it's disturbing, yeah, like we, we could make light of it, but it is disturbing because we've seen this play out before. We've seen J6 defendants have their entire lives ruined. And some of them didn't even go into the Capitol. You know, right. earlier this week, we learned that the DOJ was appealing the sentences of the Proud Boys. 
And for those of you who aren't familiar with the case, you know, we have people like Enrico, um, Enrique Otario, who, who did not even go into the Capitol, wasn't anywhere on site that on January 6th near the Capitol. He was actually in police custody. And he was put on trial with the other Proud Boys and uh, uh, convicted in a group of them and was sentenced to 22 years in prison. And the DOJ this week said, mm, 22 years isn't enough. We want more. And so now they're aiming for 33 years, it looks like, which was their original goal, was to put him away for 33 years. Based off of text messages. They said that those text messages helped, um, I guess, organize what took place that day, um, but they didn't. And the Proud Boys really weren't accused of any violent crimes that day. I think one might have just pushed a, pushed a uh, fencing, but that was it. And um, it, it's disturbing because these people have had their entire lives ruined. Uh, they haven't been able to see their children. They've asked to see their kids. Uh, and they're not allowed to, and and the DOJ is not happy. So whether it's 13 years, 18 years, or 22 years, they want more. They want these people in prison for the rest of their lives, and they want them to die in prison. And that's the reality right now in the United States, where people are doing the same exact uh, thing that they're accusing others of doing, or even significantly worse, and our current DOJ wants nothing to do with it, and they don't want to prosecute it. Yeah. It, well, and, and I mean, all those sentences you just mentioned and the ones that are out there today, the decisions that have made today— um, are essentially life sentences, but you 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 take Enrique and you you bump him up to 33 if if, if that were to happen, whether it does or not. But but that that is truly a death sentence. That's yeah. You know you're you're there the whole time. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. It's so frustrating. Anyone who can't see that we have two separate justice systems uh, here, one for one team, one for the others. Uh, it just it's they're not paying attention. But what's concerning is you've got people like Rashida. Rashida is a sitting member of Congress. All of her squad mates, same way. You've you've got folks all over. There's this DHS chick. Do we have the the, the tweet, Disco? Um, oh, yeah. There's a you know the former you you probably for sure know about it. But the PLO girl um, who used to work there, uh, used to work for the PLO, now works for DHS, is out there tweeting as a you're not supposed to. I know this. I used to work in the government for a long yeah. time. You're supposed to stay out of politics and stay out of all this stuff. You, you've got her saying, fuck Israel, the government and its military, are you ready for your downfall? And, and this person right here, if I had done that, or if you had done that, you, you would be reprimanded, you would lose your clearance, and you would lose your job. No problem whatsoever, still employed. Yeah. Yeah, the two-tier system, and obviously, um, you know, none of us would obviously tweet that out if we if we were our, had an employer uh, who who wouldn't be okay with that, especially if you worked for the government. Um, yeah. But this individual is extremely confident that this current regime won't get rid of her. Um, she could support terrorists and do so freely, and and they won't intervene. And that's the reality. Uh, everyone is pretending like again that this is a two this is a two sided uh, issue. It, it really isn't, and we need to stop uh, validating the other side, who is constantly attacking Israel and constantly uh, committing acts of violence. And and their followers and their supporters all over the world are the same. They're, they're, they commit acts of violence throughout uh, the world. And you don't see that with people who are supporting Israel, right? I, I still to this day have not seen somebody who is pro-Israel go on a stabbing spree right. um, or, or use their, their car as a weapon and run people over. So um, yeah, normally under normal circumstances, this individual probably would be fired and end up on a watch list, but uh, not in Biden's America. Nope, not probably promoted if we're if we're being honest. Uh, what? Well, look, it's dinner time. We're sitting here doing a show because we're crazy, and we'll have some drinks and and make the best of it. But we want to get you on with your night. But before you do, 
uh, you've got this new show. You can see it over your, your right shoulder there, the Brianna Morella Show. Tell the audience about where to watch it, uh, what to expect with it. What, give us give us a little, I mean, it's already out, but 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 sneak peek of what you can expect on a daily basis. Yeah, well, thank you, Drew. So we launched last week and we're very excited about it. Uh, we are also available on Rumble right now, the Brianna Morello Show. You can search for that and you'll find it. Our very first episode, um, as, as people might know, I, I work for Fox and I left because the New York City office was as we spoke about previously too, complying with the New York City private sector vaccine mandates. Uh, obviously I had an issue with that. And so our very first episode, I kind of walk the audience through the emails that were sent my way from human resources and other executives. And, and we talk about that in the very first episode. And so that went over pretty well. Uh, but moving forward this week, we are speaking to people like FBI whistleblower Steve Friend about the weaponization that's currently going on in our federal government, as well as uh, Sergeant John Mattingly, who is the uh, police officer in Louisville who was shot by Brianna Taylor's boyfriend. There's some new details uh, regarding her ex-boyfriend that are emerging. He's actually on the run right now. And, and so we're going to be covering that as well. So it's going to be just all about law enforcement, all about the, uh, the DOJ, uh, local law enforcement, local court systems. And we're mapping our way through the corruption and we're detailing it and we're following up and asking, you know, all of these people who are involved questions that they don't want to answer. And uh, it's going to make people feel very uncomfortable if they're on the side of corruption. Uh, and for our audience, it's going to be very revealing, though. I love it. Well, John Mattingly is an outstanding interview. His his firsthand experience there. Everyone you talked about there, but I know I've I've had a good conversation with him. That's yeah. going to be fascinating. All of it fascinating. Uh, you know what you're doing. You always have. It's going to be amazing to watch the show just blossom and blow up. We're so excited for it. So excited for you, Brianna. Thank you so much for being here. Drew, always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You got it. Have a great night. You too. All right, folks. So be sure to check out the Brianna Morella show. Uh, Brianna, just an amazing person, someone who's committed to this country, sticks to her values, uh, and just a, a great person, a smart person, as you could as you could see and hear there. So we were grateful to have her on. We'll definitely have her back on uh, because she's 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 someone that we enjoy, and we really don't bring back people that we don't enjoy. No, that's one of the rules. Yeah. <laughs> if we don't like you, it's it's bye-bye. Uh, this was a great experiment. By the way, next week already setting up for quite the week of guests. Can't wait to tell you more about that. It's going to be a great week uh, next week. We got Wayne Dupree tomorrow night. But let's stay with some news here because you had stuff going on on the Hill today. And you had what what if 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 things were fair and balanced would have been the darkest day in U.S. history, right, with with – I'm literally shaking by those images that I saw today. Yeah, I mean, it's it was worse than Pearl Harbor. And, you know, the, the bombing of this, of this hospital. And I'll tell you another thing. Did you see how she did that? Oh my she gosh. She went, dude, it was the most, one of the most insane acting jobs I've ever seen before. She is insane. I, I like mean, to I think that I was pretty good at what I just did in trying to imitate her, but she's on a whole new level, man, when she has that, you know, jihadist shawl on and the orthopedic mom New Balance shoes she was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? She, yeah, she, she, she does. I mean, she goes batshit crazy fast and then she reels it in and goes this direction it's, it's like it's an act it's an act but i you, was waiting for it to go well that that was a crazy scene cory bush was there too i mean there's other people who were at that before it led to what was going on at the capitol might still who knows that might still be going on at the capitol i don't even know 
Uh, I'm so sick of protests. As you know, I think protests are gay. If you want to do it, that's fine. I just think you're, you're I just think you're gay. Um, but uh, you had more things happening on the Hill today. You had Congressman Allred, which still I just kind of still chuckle all the time because what was the show? Was it um, Gloria Allred was um, she was the, the attorney. That, that was the real one. And then there was a sh- I feel like there was a show that played off of it. Gloria Allred was the attorney for what? Big case. Oh, she's always uh, women's rights. Women's person. rights. Yeah. But did they use her exact name or did they play off? I feel like it was almost in, it wasn't in Seinfeld because they used the um, the one black dude in that. Um, yeah, Jackie Childs. Jackie Childs. Based on John. Anyways, Cochran. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But you, you hear the name Allred and I always kind of chuckle to myself. Anyways, Congressman Allred was, has been supportive of Hamas throughout all of this stuff. So you had a journalist, and look, I get it. When you're being asked questions that don't align with your values, it's annoying. And when they repeat it, it's annoying. But guess what? That's what journalists do. So you have a journalist on the Hill asking Congressman Allred uh, about his comments. And look, notice, just notice how how quickly things go south and, and what the congressman threatens. Take a look. Congressman Allred, do you regret calling property. for the release of millions of dollars to Hamas? You're on federal property. Can't do this here. Congressman Allred, do you regret calling for the release of millions of dollars to Hamas? You really can't do Congressman that Congressman Allred, do you regret calling for the release of millions of dollars to Hamas? You really can't do that I'll get the Capitol Police for you. Do you regret voting against Iron Dome funding as Hamas attacked Israel with rockets aimed at civilians? You're on federal property. Stop doing this. Why are you standing with Hamas over Israel? Supporting Biden's open border policies. We'll get the Capitol Police for you. Why did you funnel taxpayer dollars to a group boosting drag shows for children? So some tough questions, some frank questions, but some questions that I, for one, would like to know the answer to. Again, if you support a terrorist organization that just committed one of the most atrocious acts of violence in decades upon decades... You have the right to do that. You're wrong, but but own up to it. Defend it. If you support drag shows, gen, you know genital mutilation for children, s- defend your points. Tell us why you do. They, none of them ever do, though. They're always like, oh, well, I don't have any comment on that. Like, well, how about you get a fucking comment now? Why don't you come up with something to say? I love how that fuck stick was talking about this is federal property. Well, no shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And you can't do this here. Okay, I can't act on the First Amendment on federal property. <laughs> the, fed- the First Amendment is banned from federal property? Is that what you're telling me? Apparently. And that other little short, ugly, no-makeup, shit-lib white chick that was walking with him is your typical typical homely ass bitch that always hangs on with the communists that she just that people like her just fucking disgust me (laughs) but his smugness and then threatening to call the police on him it's like dude that is like such a karen thing to do right (laughs) i'm gonna call the police because you're on federal property asking me questions yes no it it it's just remarkable how quick they pivot back to laws and rules and law, which the the, the 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 dude's not wrong but they pivot back to that like we hate law enforcement we hate rules unless they're ones that benefit us in which case right now it does so i'm just going to make all these stupid lame threats it the whole thing's absolutely it's ridiculous i i don't 
I don't know what else to say about it other than that. Well, that goes back to liberal, conservative, not conservatives, the communists, the Democrats. They are nothing more than bullies. Everything they do is about being a bully. Look at Tlaib, look at AOC, look at the whole squad. Everything they do is a bully tactic, and this jackass just does the same sort of bully tactic, where he doesn't like to be asked questions about a certain position that he took, so he threatens to call the police. Right. Really? Yeah. It, that's going to be your answer? You're not accountable to the people that put you into office to answer questions? You're above reproach when it comes to being questioned about your positions on where you know taxpayer money goes? That is the, the type of arrogance that just is, is permeated both the House and the Senate in D.C. and also, you know, the, these other uh, federal agencies with all the bureaucrats in there. Thinking the same way that they're above everything. Above everything. Yeah. Nope. That's it. It really is a perfect picture. Um, well, on the Hill today. So let's just kind of stay with the Hill. Protests. Congressman Allred, and then a speaker vote. Right. The second round didn't go well yesterday. Twenty people plus whatever Gus, whatever the freak his name is, <laughs> who was at a funeral, um, didn't vote for Jordan. So you had twenty-one not voting for Jordan. He, of course, didn't have enough. He didn't have the 217 to move on. So it went to a vote today at 11 a.m. And it went not so good. It didn't go good again. At least there was one vote for John Boehner. <laughs> you know, this is like that old story, you know, that didn't really happen when Caligula wanted to bring a horse into the Senate to show them what, you know, what sort of uh, how much he disrespected everything that was going on. That was this kind of a vote. And I'm so sick of the Republican Party right now that the, these 20 are just the, some of the most odious creatures I've ever seen before in my life. I think my contempt for them is almost as it, it's it's reaching the point where it's almost the same contempt that I have for the squad. Yeah. And other anti-American factions within the United States. Well, well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, all of the really not even just these 20, because there's some ones who voted for Jim Jordan who who fall in that same category right. of contempt. But but these 20 in particular, because the big issue here is you are you are being told by your constituents for the most part, maybe there's some some nuance to it and a couple outliers and 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 some of the districts where they represent in, in their 20 different districts. But you're being told something and you're being told by the, the loud America first American population, conservative population. Hey, let's put Jim Jordan in there. Is he the best person? I don't know if he's the best person, but he, he he'll be he'll be decent enough. And let's go. Let's go. Let's not let the left win this. That's for damn sure. But you're being told that and you're saying no. And then, OK, guys, now we really need you to come around. Right. And if you want to keep your seat moving forward, you need to come around. Some of you need to come around. 15 of you need to come around. No. They still say no. It's like, what? you're not hearing what people are saying. They don't care. They're part of the Uniparty, and that's, all, that's the only party that they care about it is, the, it is that D.C. Swamp Uniparty, where— it, for me, Jim Jordan, I don't know if he's going to be good or not. He, he seems to say all the right things. He, he very seldom wavers on any position that he takes that I yeah. think is very pro-American. 
the thing that really I really like about him is how much the Democrats hate him. Yeah. And then also That's how telling. much the rhinos hate him. Yes. That means to me he's the guy. When people are like, oh, we want Steve Scalise. He's going to be great. We all want him. And Democrats are like, yeah, we want Steve Scalise. And the rhinos, yeah, we want Steve Scalise. He's the wrong guy. Right. No, 100%. If, if you've got establishment rhinos and you've got Democrats saying Jim's not the guy, he's probably the guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it really is that simple. And, and look, I have my questions. There's things Jim has said over the years, and he's been so spot on on his messaging, and then nothing ever happens with it. But I also am smart enough and reasonable enough to understand that Jim can't do it on his own. It doesn't matter if Jim—I mean, it's, 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 it's like what a lot of the Freedom Caucus people are pushing now, whatever their different agendas or initiatives are— yeah, you look, you can't accomplish all of it on your own. You need a you need a posse. You need you need more support. So I it, at minimum to me, uh, it's like, hey, let's give him a shot. Maybe he disappoints us, but he has said all the right things. Now go do it. I don't think he's going to, you know, Barb saying here, I don't think Jordan's going to make it. I don't think he is either, which is which is really freaking frustrating. I mean, and it shows again how broken our country is, not just how broken our country is collectively, how broken our party is. We can't, agree, we can't agree on anything. And people are like, oh, if we don't win 2024, this country's over. Well, I think you're right, but here's the deal. We don't have a shot in hell of winning 2024 right now with where we are as a, as a conservative movement and Republican Party. And I'm not registered Republican anymore, but as a, I consider myself Republican, I just hate the party. Like, we're, we're, not, we're not united at all there. Like, we, we can't fix our own stuff. You got to fix this stuff and then go as a united front to try and take back the country. You can't take back the country with one leg. No. Like you, you got to go in strong. Like it's got to be a, it's got to be a, a, cons, a consolidated effort. And all these impotent rhinos for years are like, well, we need to take back the House and the Senate. Okay, well, we need to take back the House, the Senate, and the presidency, and we can have real change. And that happens in 2016. Then it's like, oh no, we can't have that because Trump's a maniac. He'll get us into World War Three and blah blah blah. It's the, we've been duped by the Republican Party. The Republican Party is a sham, yeah. and there's only a handful of people in that party in the House, probably none in the Senate, that are worth a damn. The rest of them are all a part of this uniparty that wants to have the, this authoritarian takeover of the United States, and they're just looking out for themselves, and they're looking out, what's going to be best for me? I have to make sure that I'm on the right side of history, so when this all shakes down, I'll be taken care of by my uniparty friends. You know, it's just like—it's— it, I'm glad we always talk about Trump took the mask off the left, but more importantly, he took the mask off the right. The right yeah. is just as duplicitous. Well, I wouldn't say just as. I mean, the the, the fucking Democrats are in a whole other league, man. When it, when you talk about you know anti-Semitic hatred for country, it just totally they they despise half the country. Literally, they just you know. Whereas, like, yeah, I like to think people like who are center right despise maybe 10% of the left being the most like radical but that side i would say 40 to 
hate this side with a passion of like, we want to put you in jail. We don't want you ever to work again. And we hope you die. Yeah. Yeah. But and I feel like that's what some of the rhinos, they feel that way as well. No, they do. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I hate our side more than I hate the other side. The other side's trying to do worse things to our country, but because our side is saying, we're going to stand up for you, don't you worry. And they say that, and then they don't actually, and some of them are completely 110% complicit in letting the other side take over. It's like, you're, you're worse than them. You're yeah. worse than they are, which is remarkable because they are vile creatures. And And all of a sudden, it's like, Golly, can you believe how bad the squad is? Yeah, but look at this one over here who's been lying out his ass the the last 20, 30, 40 years telling you all the right things, having the right campaign slogans, but never doing a damn thing for you. That's worse. At least they're telling you who they are. Right. Don Bacon from Nebraska has been the most vocal that I've seen on social media. What a fucking nitwit that guy is. Yeah. You know, he, he is the quintessential rhino liar, and he's hiding behind his service. Oh, I've been deployed five times at a command level. You know what? I don't give a shit. A lot of us, you included, I've been, you know, to war zones in a different capacity, and if you're going to hide behind that weak bullshit, you're just as weak as General Milley, man. You're, you're one of those who, you know, got pushed up through the ranks because you're an ass kiss. And I would go on a I would go on a very short limb and say that a lot of people under your command, Don Bacon, hated your fucking guts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jesse said something well. And by the way, um, I did a pre-record with Jesse today, who's sick. Hopefully, he's feeling better. Uh, it'll be on tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, on the first. So check that out. But Jesse said something earlier today about that. Maybe it might have been yesterday. But he, he poked fun of the Air Force. Jesse was a Marine. You know, obviously, there's all these different back and forth, you know, banter between the two. And at the end of the day, everyone jokes, but everyone appreciates those who serve. But there was truth in it in the comment about it being Air Force. And hopefully, Colonel's not watching right now because Colonel Manus is a great, great friend. And Colonel's been in some great spots. But this guy, Bacon, who was an Air Force commander, you know, has it went to these places deployed. Yes, you are, but you're you're sitting in the ivory tower in those places. You're not out in the shit <laughs> right. doing stuff. I hate it when people try and compare that. Again, I'm so great. If you're a cook or a logistician or any of those things, a doc, uh, a chaplain, I'm grateful for you. Everyone should be grateful for you. But do not pretend for one second that all the jobs are the same. They're just not. They're just not. How many times a, a, a week, how many times a day would you go outside the wire? Oh, zero? Yeah. <laughs> then once you go sit the fuck down, and here's a coloring book. Your coloring might, book might be for officers. It might be for commanders. But unless you've been out there in the shit directing people to get up in the sky and support, who are you supporting? That's right. You're supporting the people in the shit. So, again... Thanks for your service, but don't you can't to, to what you're saying, Tom. You can't lean on that and be like, "Oh well, I've been there, I've done that, I've been in I've the been thick in the of shit, man." No, you haven't. You the, haven't seen what I've seen, man. This percent, <laughs> I don't know what percentage this is. Let's compare it to the microphone here. Um, it's it's a small. It's like one percent less that have actually been out and done the shit. 
Yeah. Don Bacon is the the Dr. Bellows from I Dream of Genie, when Dr. Bellows was always trying to keep Major Nelson from his next flight assignment in the astronaut program. <laughs> That's how far disconnected he is from actually doing anything during, you know, like you're right. saying, sitting from the ivory tower. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. You, you deployed with, you know, from, from the... The film industry perspective, an ODA, a special operations detachment, you know, special Green Berets, as you would know them. Right. This guy doesn't know a damn thing about what it's like <laughs> to be a, a, you know, an 18 series guy in a, in a special forces unit. He, he just doesn't like you. Do, and it's not even I'm not blaming. Again, it's not his fault. But don't but don't lean on it either. You can't be like, well. Yeah, you can't act all hard and shit like like you've been in the shit and right. you've seen some stuff that the average person hasn't seen. It's like, come on, man. You know, it's like Pete Buttigieg, you know, leaning on the fact that he deployed to Afghanistan, and then you see you see these rifle pics of him wearing, you know, no kit whatsoever, no optics on his rifle. It's just a really sad, pathetic kind of you know photo that you take to gain points in whatever social circle you're in that's where it pisses me off too because you see a lot of people and they i i've i'm not going to name names but i've known some people who who wanted to get into politics and or got into politics and they had people behind them pushing them it could be their parents it could be advisors friends whatever saying well you probably should you you got to check some boxes first and it, you should join the Air National Guard. You should join the Air Force Reserve. You should join whatever you something so you can say you were you served and you did this. Right. It's just such an opposite. If you're looking at doing it that way, you want to serve. And we've gone so far off the rails here, but you want to serve as a politician. And you're like, well, I have to serve, so I'm going to do this, and I'm going to take some weak ass position. That's never going to put me in harm's way or is very, very, very unlikely to put me in harm's way. That doesn't count. If that is your mindset, that doesn't count. On the flip end, flip side of it, you, you, you get out there and you're like, okay, cool. I, I was uh, part of an ODA. I was, I was with, with this group or that group or I was with the teams or I was an Army Ranger or I was a combat controller or a PJ or even just someone who was – in the shit but you were 10th mountain or 82nd airborne which i'm not trying to put them down but there are let's let's be real there's there are levels but you 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 were in it for the right reasons and you got into a bunch of stuff and then you decide you know what i'm going to use this experience to serve those two scenarios are literally different universes right they're they're so far opposite and it's hard to know for the most part but when you see someone Who's, who's done some really outstanding work for this country, put their lives on the line, left their family constantly to do that, and then comes back and wants to serve. I don't know why you would want to serve in politics. I know but, we give Dan Crenshaw a rash of shit, but there's a difference between Don a, Bacon and Dan 100%. Crenshaw. 100%. Dan Crenshaw did amazing stuff. Eli Crane, amazing stuff. They've taken a little different path since they got in, but they both did amazing stuff. Joe Kent... Yeah. Even Derek Van Orden in Wisconsin, who who's 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 made some bad. There's plenty of people who have made bad decisions and they're going to make more. And that's OK, because guess what? We do, too. So do you guys in the audience. We all do. But I, I tell you what, I mean, the that's that's I, I want someone like Dan Crenshaw in terms of his background and what he did and why he did it over someone like Bacon every every day of the week. 
You could argue he's gone and kind of gotten more in line with Bacon. But but a lot of that's also probably emotional. I mean, he voted for Jordan. He's done some things right. He's done a bunch of things wrong. I think he's getting sucked into the establishment. Yes, we pick on him a lot. But <clears throat> absolutely. I mean, you were a I fucking know. door we, kicker. Well, yeah, we pick on him a lot because we had such high expectations for him. Yeah. And then just to see this slow turn into, you know, a D.C. swamp creature is just, it's very disheartening. It is. It is. Colty. Have a great night, my friend. Colty's got to take off. I just happened to see it. So I'm, I'm saying I'm saying goodnight mid-show to Colty. Appreciate you guys being here. All of you guys who are still here, uh, Colty included, hit that like button while you're here. Make sure you continue to engage. Share this link with people on your social media. Tell people to come on over, hang out with us. Um, we, you know, we've moved to this six to nine slot. We want you guys to come hang out with us. It's, it's, it's nighttime. We're here. We're having some drinks. Tom ordered us pizza earlier. Um, so come come hang out with us. We're, We're bottle feeding kittens. Yes, we are on the break, of course. <laughs> uh, well, Shafi's doing it in the back, but he's not on camera. Um, so uh, remember that group? Let's kind of pivot a little bit. Remember that group of, of feds who got together and dressed up like they were supposedly domestic terrorists? Yes. And a militia. And they called themselves the Patriot Front. Well, dun, dun, dun. it's the most laughable thing ever. It's been so funny to to even 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 see them out and about each and every time. But we've got do we have that clip disco? It's them marching. There we yeah, there we go. There we they go. were out in uh, I think this was Columbus, Ohio, if I'm not mistaken, is. which is, by the way, as I said this week, host of a big game you got penn state ohio state happening there this weekend both the big noon kickoff and game day are going to be there so i'm probably uh not certain of this but there's this is probably why they were there they're like hey we want to be there for the big game uh because the government's paying us anyways the patriot front showed up they started marching again they added a chant this time this was the scene Legitimate extremist group feds. I mean, it's just, this is such a laughable thing. I don't, I, I, I don't know why they continue it, especially considering everyone's called them out for it and mocked them for it. And they've been kind of caught red handed. And, and, and look, let's play devil's advocate. Let's say the, the one to 3% chance that it's a real group. You're still being mocked. You should hang up your your khakis and your navy blue jackets and your you know balaclavas and and call it a day. Why anyone is doing this? We all presume that it's feds. It makes more sense that it is. Why anyone's doing this still at this point is beyond. Try a new group. It happens with music all the time. Hey, we started a band, man. It didn't, but it didn't work. So then we split off, and now you know Jeremiah is over here, and I'm here, and now we're. We're uh, Savage Pistols or what, like, whatever. Like, rebrand. <laughs> Try something new. I just don't get how they keep going with it. 
Yeah, it, it's amazing. Any time that, you know, when the left has a protest or whatever, and they're saying, oh, this is a total grassroots movement, but we all seem to have the same signs from the same printer. <laughs> it, <laughs> yes. It's all staged. You know that it's staged that way. And the same thing with these jackasses. Everyone's dressed the same. And, it, and they've got the same clothing, the same insignias, the same, you know, pants, shirts, hats, all of it, and they're all mysteriously wearing balaclavas over their faces, which leads me to believe, well, there's two things that lead me to believe that these are feds. Number one, and it's the biggest one of all time, is the fact that none of these jerks have ever been doxxed. Don't you think that people on the left would be going absolutely insane to try and figure out who these masked people are who are domestic terrorists and a threat to you know the leftist version of communism in the united states of course they would but they they well they know well enough that these guys are feds so that that's why they're totally hands off even the left knows this isn't any sort of grassroots organization right so that's one of the telltale signs there. The other, the second telltale sign is if you're going to be dressed the same or wear hats or shirts or even print signs, do you, in this day and age, do you really think that, you know, if we're like this patriot militia and I go into a sign shop and I say, hey, I need a bunch of signs made that say, you know, whatever they say on them and we're going to fight to the death for the Constitution and... The per person running the print shop is like, hey, this is weird. We'll get on the phone and start calling somebody and say, hey, you know, a group of the Patriot Front came in and they're domestic terrorists and they're asking me to print signs. That would be all over the place. Yeah. No, you, know? you, you, would, you, would, you would think so. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it makes sense that that would happen. But, I mean, it, yeah. And, and, and the, you're making that point also. But, like, for these other groups, too, these guys are fake and, and and let me let me piece together my thoughts here. But they're they're fake and likely you know federal officers pretending to be someone or maybe informants pretend whatever someone who's a combination of the two I would think a, yeah combination of the two and you have those those pre printed signs you have some uniformity with all of that stuff you see just remember though you see that with Black Lives Matter and Antifa too like you see them show up and have truckloads of bricks and. Yeah. bats and fireworks and signs handed out that are all printed by one place so just which is not to legitimize them either it's to say that all of these groups and on one level or another are are full and, and completely full of shit like they just are they're completely funded by somebody right you're you're a and and that's why we've taught you're a paid agitator we've seen people get paid for these we've seen from geofencing these people show up in the same locations. Okay, now there's a protest here tonight, and all the mainstream media are there. Interesting. So's Johnny and Bucky. Actually, it wouldn't be Johnny and Bucky. It'd be Preston and Bishop and Cameron and whatever the names would be. But like, they're oh, that's interesting because they were here last night, and now they're here. And going back to Ferguson, you've seen that. Oh yeah, they're all agent provocateurs. <laughs> I knew you'd get it in. I knew you would get it in. Agent provocateur. Okay. Well, so um, word on the street is, word on the street is Joe Biden's going to give an address tomorrow night from the Oval Office. Oh, God. 
He's gonna he's gonna address Hamas and all of that. Barb says real quick side point: Trump supporters are not afraid to show their faces, and it goes beyond Trump supporters. I would say a lot of people are yeah. are not afraid to show their faces, uh, and that's an, another telltale sign with the with the, uh, the Patriot Front and Tifa. So many of them, um, but. The question of the day. Let's get to let's get to question of the day because the reports are that Biden is going to give this address tomorrow night from the Oval Office. So here's my question for you: Does Biden make a threat of some sort? I, this is I'm keeping it broad. Does he make a threat tomorrow night, something that would escalate things further, or does he calm things down? So does he make a threat? Does Joe Biden tomorrow night in his Oval Office address to America, national address, make a threat or calm things down. Send in your answers. We will tell you ours as well. We'll talk about Israel. There's a ton to get to on that front. We're going to do it right after a quick break. How in the world could such a small group of people with limited resources change world history? But in fact, that's happening. And it's the power of the truth. The truth is like kryptonite. Healthcare isn't in some sense working very well. Foster Colson is thinking about this. He's got a new company, an online healthcare platform called The Wellness Company. Telehealth company called The Wellness Company. The Wellness Company. TWC.health is the wellness company. The most popular product is the detoxification supplement. That features natokinase. Natokinase is the only enzyme that we're aware of right now that dissolves the spike protein. Spike protein is loaded in the body with the COVID-19 infection and definitely with the vaccines. We've been completely accurate on the spread of the virus, early treatment, on the deficiencies in hospital care, and now the deaths that are occurring after vaccination. This is a human outrage and is occurring at the end of a hypodermic needle. Isn't it interesting? Natural substance is combating this man-made disaster. Get more of Drew and this is my show with Coin Club exclusively on the RVM network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. My towels solve the problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made my towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. 
And now you get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com we interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833 833- 287-2465. Act swiftly. Welcome back, folks. This second hour brought to you commercial free by the wellness company. I've been telling you about them. I'm going to tell you about them again because I need to. And I also want to. It's a crazy ass world. We're about to show you just how crazy ass this world has gone. I mean, we're talking war, protests, riots. We had a planned pandemic. We're talking yesterday about freaking robots that eat plants and animals and humans. Uh, Not great out there. It's not great, indeed. Uh, The good news is, is there's a company that will help you get prepared. Because when the shit hits the fan, a lot of people forget about medicine. They forget about taking care of their wellness beyond the food, the water, the batteries, all those things. The wellness company has taken things to a next level. They've got this amazing emergency kit. And you've got great doctors behind you. You've got Dr. Peter McCullough, other great, well-recognized, top, you know, quality, high-level doctors behind this who have put top-level, high-quality products into the kit. You've got antibiotics. You've got ivermectin. You've got everything that you're going to need in your home should the worst happen. So, guys, this is actually 
and I'm, I'm being dead serious. This is one of the best of all the years I've done the show and of all the offers we've done. That's not to slight our other offers. We've got amazing other partners that we work with. This one and this, per and particularly this kit that they're doing right now, it is so freaking smart of them. And all you have to do is set up, go online, set up a, a, <clears throat> a online telemedicine appointment with them, and then everything gets sent to you and you've got it. You have to go to a doctor's office. You have to wait in the waiting room. You don't have to deal with that smug person behind the counter. You just, you just do it all online. All you got to do is go to rvmemergencykit.com. Again, it's rvmemergencykit.com. Set up your appointment. Get yourself a kit. Be prepared. And I think you're going to be very glad that you did. Okay, so the question of the day was, Joe Biden is speaking tomorrow night from the Oval Office, and he's going to speak about Hamas. He's going to speak about the war between Israel and Hamas. My question was, does Biden make a threat tomorrow night, or does he try to calm things down? Here are some answers. Let me get to them. I just have to—I've got to—I got to friggin— Move through the, I love Magellan's talking about onion rings, but then he gets into the answer. Neither, he doesn't have the cojones or the backing for threat making, but he's too boneheaded to calm things down. Judy says makes a threat. Andy says pedo Joe will escalate the situation even if he doesn't make a threat. He'd, <laughs> I thought I saw this term flow through a cry. You know, sometimes the chat goes fast and you just kind of catch pops and buzzes, but he says he'd fuck up a wet dream Big Mike was having. Um, I was like, I, I could have sworn I just saw Wet Dream pop. I mean, I, I, I don't frequently think about those kind of things. And I was like, I, but then I couldn't see it. And then, but there it is. It's right there. He will garbagely gook something that's supposed to calm us that comes off as a threat, but then he will trip on his tongue. It will be great, says Barb. Uh, anything Biden says tomorrow will no doubt embarrass most of us just saying. Yeah, I know. I, probably a fair point. So for those of you just coming in, the question was, Joe Biden speaking tomorrow night, will he make a threat or will he calm things down? Thomas Cunningham, what say you? What say I? I say that Joe Biden is, uh, the speech is going to be filled chock full with ambiguous generalities. And there will be a couple of lines in there that will be clippable to put on different news channels. in those, those clippable bites will say nothing that's what that's what democrats and the left do they always talk in generalities and then when you break down what they're saying it's actually gobbledygook and 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 it means nothing it, it, they do that it, they do this all the time to give themselves an out because when you're on the left you have to you have to master the art of angling and weaseling you can't be held accountable for anything that you say so if you do say something that it is very definite black and white you got to be able to find your angle and then weasel out of your angle and joe biden doesn't have the chops to angle and weasel like the rest of the democrats do so no he doesn't he's they're just gonna set him up with you know a couple of sentences here and there both sides have to come together and talk and killing is bad and blah 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 and we're going to give 10 billion to Israel 
even though Iran has six billion, <laughs> and they're always the the Democrats are always saying, "Well, that six billion is just frozen. It's unfrozen, but it's just sitting here, and there's no direct link between that six billion and Hamas." So, but there is. We all know there, there is. is. Yeah, I'm shaking my head not at you uh, and that that fun little little take that you just have there but but the, but the truth of the matter um captain rock says remember nobody fucks with the biden Pora says he'll shit the bed yeah I, I look i think it's i will say this we're gonna play a couple clips in a second where i but there's some that he screws up royally there's some where he doesn't do horrible on his visit over there i'll I'll be honest when when it deserves it. Uh, I'll always be honest, but I'll, I'll give props when you know what I'm trying to say when, when credit when credits due. But I think it's first of all, I think it doesn't matter what he says. I think it's going to come off as a threat because you have to look at it through the eyes of Hamas, Iran, Hezbollah. Islamic Jihad, all of these different groups. And they're all so rational. And they're all so, exactly <laughs> such rational figures. I, 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 to, to me, I think that he will try to stand firm with Israel, talk tough, pretend to be tough, which obviously he's not. I, I, I think he tries to avoid a threat, but I think it still comes off as a threat just because of it, it doesn't. This, this world is what it is now. It doesn't matter what you actually say or even what you mean. It's all about what's perceived by someone else somewhere else. And that's, that's what it comes down to. So I think, I think it will backfire. There's so many things going on over there that, that lead us to more and more backfires. There's so many points of failure. I, I just will we'll be shocked. Andy, bigger question is, will he whisper? Of course he'll whisper. The money. I got you the money. Israel, I got you the money. You know what I think you should do? I think you should go full-on maniac World War Three. do that blood-red, you know, red square. Like he did Marxist with the Marines standing in the background screaming at everybody. <laughs> that'll do things. That'll really help settle things down there. Definitely. I think uh, wise choice. Wise choice. Wise choice indeed. <laughs> we'll see. It's tomorrow night. We'll talk about it next week. We'll maybe do some clips um, the, the, the following week and on, on Monday since tomorrow is kind of our Friday here. Speaking of real quick, side point, admin point. Uh, I've told you about it. We have a new bump that's coming out next week. Uh, it probably won't be next week, but if it's not next week, it'll certainly be the following week. We're, we're sunsetting Coin Club Fridays with this new schedule and we're going to I've told some of you before but we're going to booze and banter again we told you it'd come back it's coming back and it's going to be the official tailgate of this is my show so what's going to happen is we'll have some cameras around the studio we have a lot of cameras around the studio there's no shortage of those don't try and get away with anything in the studio by the way if you're ever here it's it's not going to work <laughs> well um for you but we're going to have um, some cameras over at the bar, some some of the different wides that we've got, and we're going to involve you guys in a pre-show tailgate, have some conversations, some chat, have some drinks together. That's going to be somewhere, if not all of it, somewhere during the 5 to 6 o'clock hour. So for those of you who can't make it for the later hours, you're going to get that earlier hour if you're a member of Coin Club, which a lot of you are. If you're not, you can go to DB Coin Club. 
chimple.com and sign up. <clears throat> super chimple. Chimple. It's super chimple. It's a chimple <laughs> process. Uh, We're going to have a super chimp. <laughs> yes. We're probably going to. Dude, how fun would that be if we had like a ring, ring-tailed lemur that just ran around the studio? <laughs> be great. Be great. I'm telling you, I, on a, not as exciting as that, but I really want... I really want Keeper here in the evenings, but he just did all these animals in their hair and this technology that we have here. It's you not know, ideal. If he was still alive, I would say that we would try and get Oliver. Have you seen Oliver? He was known as the Human Z. He, he was a chimp that had, like, no hair on his face, and he walked upright you know, like, like an old man almost, and he would smoke cigarettes and stuff, and he'd go on tour with him wearing, like, this little tuxedo. Huh. Yeah, Oliver. I feel like I can I picture it. I, I don't know if I knew the name was Oliver. Uh, yes, Oliver the Human Z. Hmm. <laughs> too bad. Yeah, too, I mean, too bad. I was going to say we would make some calls, but I guess he's just dead. There you go. Some stuff to know. Oliver the Human Z. Um, we're here to educate folks. That's that's what we do. Um, let's. We're going to go back to some Israel stuff. A couple other things overseas. Let's do some world news here. So we talked about the rocket attack yesterday, not a bomb, rocket attack, not by Israel, by Hamas, not 500 plus Palestinians dead, some much lower figure. You still have Palestine saying it was 400 plus. You look at the pic- I, look, I, You look at the pictures, I see no way 400 plus people were, were killed in that particular attack. I know it, it, the damage. All the damage that I see, you see, like the hospital is still standing, right? And then, like the parking lot is blown up, yeah, with like cars overturned. And if you had said like four hundred dollars in car damage, uh, <laughs> or or uh, something along those lines, forty thousand dollars in car damage, okay. But it's not. It's not what everyone has talked about um, for sure. So you had that, but but in response to that. You've had everyone kind of lose their minds. And there's been so much discussion. And you had Joe Biden on the heels of it go to Israel today. It was a quick trip. He's already gone from Israel. Uh, We saw him talking on Air Force One earlier. Him, KJP, Blinken, Kirby, all standing right there. And he, he, if I'm being honest, he didn't really have that awful of of an exchange with people. He had his drugs, for the most part, in check. You could see that they didn't want him still doing it, and he kept ignoring it. was interesting, too. Oh, on he, the airplane. Yeah, he kept ignoring oh. KJP, who would shut the press down. They'd be like, Mr. President, we're done. Mr. And he would just keep going to them, and Kirby and Blinken and KJP were like, what ha- oh, What do we do? What's going to happen? Kirby never blinked the entire time. No, he, he, was, he was scared. But, but, he, but his questions weren't, weren't awful. Uh, Barb says, bring Keeper. I'll watch him. Uh, I love it. Thank you, Barb. I, Barb always comments on Keeper videos online. Um, the only family member that I, I share. But he didn't do awful. He also said, again, which he've show, we showed with Colonel Manus um, m- uh, Monday, I think it was, um, w- w- what his thoughts were for people thinking of attacking Israel. Take, take a listen to this clip here. 
And my message to any state or any other hostile actor, thinking about attacking Israel remains the same as it was a week ago. Don't. 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 Okay, so not overly eloquent, but it is the, but it is the right message. <laughs> it is the right message. It's going to lead to escalation if you do. Don't. 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 We're not going to put up with any of your guff, young man. <laughs> any of you, any of you whippersnappers out there that want to start launching missiles. I rode the train for, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? So. Dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> but, so, it, it starts to kind of spiral from there, because he, he talks about how he's made wartime decisions in this clip. I've made wartime decisions. I know the choices are never clear or easy for the leadership. There's always cost. Okay. So, uh, say what? I mean, have you really made them? Have you been a part of them? Have you been a part of some policy around them? We're going to talk about one in particular in a second here, but no, not really. You've not been the one pulling the, the, the strings uh, one of my the one one I think one of his best and it wasn't a decision it was his opinion not to go get Bin Laden <laughs> that tells you the the mindset that you're dealing with it's like hey we've got UBL holed up in a Abbottabad in a house we've confirmed that it's him let's go get him and he's like no nah I, I don't see it yeah. <laughs> Well, questionable there. I mean, it, the, 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 the correct part, if I'm being fair and kind for a second before I get mean in another second here, is it does get nasty. It's, it's, it is hard. I mean, there's some truth to parts of what he said. He's just not been the one who's experienced that and had to actually really, really deal with it outside of some smaller things. Not saying UBL was, was a small thing. That was a big thing. But he wasn't the one making the decision. That was Brock. Brock's still making the decisions, by the way. But but so th there was awkwardness there. He's wrong on some parts. He was not completely wrong on all parts. But then he just gave up on a story again here. You know, uh, years ago, I asked the Secretary of State, would he and I work in the Senate to write something for a man? He said uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we lead, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it, I'll wait later. Taking too much time. I love when he does that. <laughs> I won't do it. I'm giving up. No, I'm not going to go into it. It was all that buildup. Yeah. He, you know, he, we, he wrote a line that I think is appropriate, and it was... And then he couldn't get out. He, he got the subject, but he couldn't get the predicate out. <laughs> right. And I, I mean, again, I get it. There's times where I start a sentence and then I don't know where I'm going. I walk into a room. I don't know why I'm there. But I'm not the president of the United States of America. You, you always have these well anyway moments where you just give up on a story. So people are saying, well, well, you know. Blinken's not a he wasn't a senator well he, he he wasn't a senator but in 2002 you know you go back and you look at historically his role he was appointed staff director for the senate foreign uh, relations committee he was there for six years worked very very closely with joe biden uh and what's interesting is you hear them talk about that i was doing some research about that because i heard him say that i'm like wait a minute 
Blinken wasn't a senator, right? And then I start pulling up some, pulling on some lines and seeing seeing what this meant. And they worked together on this Foreign Relations Committee in the Senate, and <clears throat> Blinken was just appointed to it. But one of their proudest things was developing their policy, their mindset, and kind of their, their stance, if you will, on invading Iraq in 2003, justifying the invasion of Iraq. Got to have that war, right? <laughs> Solid decision-making there. Yeah, exactly, because that went so well for us. Uh, but, but you know, the, the, here's the, obviously you got to take with what WikiLeaks uh, says with a grain of salt, but here's, here's what they said. When they're talking about folks on the left, they're actually usually pretty truthful. Um, Blinken assisted then-Senator uh, Joe Biden, chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, in formulating Biden's support for the U.S. invasion of Iraq, with Blinken characterizing the vote to invade Iraq as, quote, a vote for tough diplomacy. In the years following the U.S. invasion and occupation of Iraq, Blinken assisted excuse me, Biden in formulating a proposal in the Senate to establish three independent regions divided along ethnic or secretarian lines. They want, he wanted a Shiistan in the south, a Sunistan in the north, and then Iraqi Kurdistan, which Kurdistan is there, not necessarily recognized as Kurdistan, but Kurdistan is there. It's, it's some of the best people in Iraq, by the way. But... It was rejected. This whole thing was rejected. And I remember now, as, it was, as, as I was reading about it, like this whole thing, I'd kind of forgotten about it. But, I mean, the gall of someone saying, hey, you know what? Look, I'm a, I'm a washed-up old man who sniffs people, gropes people, and, and, and has never actually accomplished anything in D.C. I don't understand your culture in Iraq or throughout the, the Middle East in, in general. But don't worry, I got you. First, we're going to invade you. Then, we're going to divide you into three new places. And I'm going to give you the dumbest fucking names that I can think of. And I'm going to force you to live there. Yeah. Welcome to Shiistan. <laughs> I mean, are you, are you kidding me? I, I mean, I actually, I woke up kind of feeling crummy again. This cold just won't leave me. And but I actually kind of got a chuckle out of that doing some research this morning. It kind of lifted my spirits a little bit thinking uh, of him making that pitch. I got it. I got it. Shiistan, Sunistan and Kurdistan. Oh, I love that, sir. Let me take that down. <laughs> but I mean, this thing here, right? Like he, he's been these people have been blinking. Biden, so many of them, pro-war, gotten us into so many things for so long, and people didn't pay attention in the, in the old days like they used to now. 20 years ago when that happened, when the, the invasion of Iraq happened, there was conversation about should we go, not go, is the intel good, not good, but there's so much more information available now, and we have so much more historical context to so many things. That it, it's just a different, it's a different game, and you see these people, and you see who they are now, and you see who they've been the whole time and it it's exactly what you'd kind of expect it to be and i said today i think it was the thumbnail that said something about how it you know biden escalated the war and there's certainly people on the left or in the mainstream media who would push back against that. like no he just went and met with you know benjamin netanyahu and then talked to the press on the plane and, and went home but i i would just say that while his and the reason the reason that I put it on there slash we put it on there is while his visit 
may have gone well. May, and, and some would argue it hasn't or didn't go well, but maybe maybe some would say it went well with Netanyahu. It it doesn't matter. The way that the world perceives or receives the news of prime example, the hospital blast yesterday and how they interpret it is what matters to them. The the way that they see two US aircraft carrier strike groups coming into the region, which they should be. I'm I'm not opposed to them being there by the way, but the way that the other side interprets that. The way that they see him, Joe Biden, the president coming there during all of this as an ally with Israel, which we are. That takes things up a notch. That doesn't simmer things down like, oh, great, the leader of the great Satan's here, which is how they look at you. That doesn't lower the the temperature, folks. So I'm not saying that he totally fucked up this trip. I, 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 I wasn't in any of the meetings. From the stuff that I've seen, it wasn't an absolute catastrophe. But if you're on the other side, you see that, and you see strength and resolve from America, who they hate with a passion, Israel, who they hate with a passion, coming together, and they're like, shit just got real. Shit just got. That's. I mean. If, I mean. Honestly, right. If you're on their shoes, that's how you see it. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to think that because you know whenever the United States goes to war, we always we, we always have a troop build up somewhere. You know, if it, whether it be Saudi Arabia or, or Saudi Arabia, or you know, like in Pakistan or you know wherever we stay. What was it? Um, Uzbekistan before going into Afghanistan. Yeah. There, we always start amassing troops somewhere. Where Israel, there's nowhere to amass troops. I mean, do we really think that we're going to you know, amass troops on the Egyptian border or the Lebanese border or the Jordanian border? So it's all got to come from the sea if there's going to be any type of military intervention from the United States. And to me, that was my takeaway by seeing two carrier groups like, holy shit, here we go. Right. This is going to be real. I never thought that I would see, you know, a landing again with U.S. troops like we saw, you know, on D-Day or whatever. Or if they're just going to stage, you know, and be flown into different bases in Israel or that might not even be the case. Who knows? It could just be a deterrent for Iran to say, look, don't do anything because... We've got targets. We've got we've got targets of yours. We've got jets that can find you. We have Aegis cruisers that have you know Tomahawk missiles that can find you. You know, right. so let's not play around here. Yeah. I'm hoping that's the reason and not a, a staging point of getting boots on the ground in Israel. I hope so too, and I and and I hope too that we have you know one of the questions he was asked about is what they're doing to secure hostages, something that he's not got a great track record of. Um, But I hope as a country, as a national security apparatus, as a intel community and a special operations community that we have folks on the ground there collecting intel to prepare for potential extraction operations uh, or something along the lines. Certainly the intel component. Okay, here, at least let's see what we've got. Let's not just trust completely everything. And Mossad's great, but let's not trust all that. Let's get some of our people on the ground. I would assume pretty pretty certainly that we have some people there uh, from the IC and the special operations community already. 
One of the things that drives me crazy out of the many things that I find crazy and repulsive about Biden, but this in particular, having, what do we have now, 29 Americans hostage, 21? Do we have an actual count? I saw one, I saw one as we were coming on air tonight, and I don't remember what it was. I know our death count's higher. Uh, I think the hostage count has gone up, too, but I don't remember what it was. Right. It's a lot. Right. But even if it was one right. or two, Biden doesn't lead with that. He doesn't go over and say, hey, you, ha- you, you upset one little hair on an American's head. There's going to be hell to pay. You know, we want our people back. We want them back now. It, 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 talking about the hostages, either it's buried down in his comments or it takes a question from somebody in the press corps to Biden to talk about American hostages. That part of it really pisses me off. And also what pisses me off are these flights going out of Israel with Americans that get you as far as Frankfurt, Germany, and then you got to find your ride home from there. Yeah. No, exactly. Well, that's been the case with so many things lately from this administration. Hey, we're here. We're going to help get you out, which is usually first and foremost not true. Yeah. They abandon you and you're screwed. But if you do, if you're one of the lucky few who gets out, it's either we're going to get you this far or we're going to get you home, but here's the uh, here's where you reimburse us. Just go ahead and send the, the payment to Uncle Sam. Um, Make it out to Treasury Department. Yes. And in the memo section saying exfil from Israel. Right. I mean, that that is so un-American. That's so not who we are. It's who we are now, but it's so not who we were and how things should be. It, and to your point, it could be one. There's a missionary there. There's someone who was there to just do the, the you know, the journey of, 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 you know, going back in history and seeing some of the spots from, from Scripture and where Christ was, whatever. It could be one person, point being. I, I, I don't know why we don't put everything towards that. Delta's called up. We've got, you know, you know CAG's on the ground ready to go or they're on one of the ships. You've got, you've got every, everything spun up and you figure out what the best option is to do that and then you don't charge them right i mean that's such a slap in the face i know and i look back in history on different pictures you know of hostages who are released or soldiers who in vietnam who are released and all the time you see these photos of them on an airplane and they've got little mini american flags and they're all drinking budweiser back when budweiser was not vote was not woke and was a symbol of the united states and a symbol it budweiser used to taste that was that was the taste of freedom was a budweiser yeah and now i mean just in a matter of 50 years we have gone from that to yeah, we might get you a ride, but you know what? Shelter in place. Oh, it's too dangerous for us to come get you. So good luck. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, is this is this the rocket from Palestine, Disco? Yeah, this is proof to show that it, from them, it was from Palestine and it fell short on the hospital. Let's do it. This is proof of Israel's claims that it was actually missiles from the Gaza Strip shot uh, uh, into the direction of the El Ahali uh, Hospital in Gaza City and not from Israel. These are This is uh, Channel 12's camera. It is a camera situated in the city of Netivot, and its view is of the Gaza Strip. You see the time uh, stamp on this. It's 6.59, and this is when it happens. We can pl- press play on the tape, and you can see very clearly—again, this is Channel 12's camera— 
Um, you can show that you can see the rockets. This is the uh, left red stamp fired over the hospital, which is the right, and you can see the blast. So that is proof of the fact that it came from the Gaza Strip. Uh, cam uh, our uh, cameras, Channel 12's cameras, uh, the president of the United States has already said it appears it was done by the other team, meaning he uh, also realizes that it was shooting from inside Gaza over the hospital. Can you scroll back a little bit on that to to when it launches at first from the reds? There was a spot that you could, where you, you could see the hospital explosion too. To the there we go. So just maybe a second back past that. Yeah, there we go. Hmm. Misfire indeed. But again, I mean, unfortunate, you know, whatever people like it is, is what it is. I don't want to sound too heartless, but like, but it's, it's not what it was. It's no. not what it was described. Rather, it was it was something entirely different, totally different actor doing it, totally different facility hit. It was the parking lot, not the building and totally different casualty count. Right. And then you have the Hamas hag keep perpetuating perpetuating this lie by getting on stage and saying that Israel's bombing oh hospitals gosh. that her crying like that I hate now look if you're if your spouse died if your your father or your mother died there's times where certain types of weeping occurs I get and I'm an I'm a weeper I'm an ugly weeper but it but it's got to be something that pulls it out of me her just standing up on that stage and her weeping earlier today, I, I don't, I'm not for violence for women. I wanted to punch the girl in the face. I would not do it. I'm not going to do it. But like, it was like, shut up. You sound so weak and you're so wrong. What are you going to say? What did I do? Well, I'm just going to kind of say, I think, you know, maybe a backhand or two from her old husband is kind of tolerated in that family. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but he's probably crazy too, right? I mean, you got to be crazy if you're with Rashida Tlaib. <laughs> yeah. You've got to yeah. have a death wish. I, I can't think of anybody more loathsome yeah. that's walking the planet right now than that hideous creature. Well, because at least Ilhan's a little cute. Yeah. There's like a little bit of like, okay, I hate you. You might have some Somali, like, like there's there's something going on here, but like you're not hideous. Rashida's hideous, and then she gets screaming or crying, and she's like she 10x hideous. Well, that's because you can see her fat rolls keep jiggling and stuff, and it's like, dear God, please make it stop. It's just she's so gooey. The only thing that I could say nice about her is if she were to shave her head for like lot locks of love, that might be something that could, like, you know, rehabilitate her image in my eyes because I think she does have good hair. Okay. That's, that, was, that was kind of you. That was kind of you. <laughs> well, so, anyways, going back to it, you get the rocket attack. You get Joe Biden there visiting, some of which of what we're about to show happened before Joe was there. But, but the rocket attack, which is still, to this day, you, I mean, even what's remarkable about it is I know none of us really like Fox News anymore, but we'll have it and other channels on throughout the, the day at the studio just so we get everyone's perspective. And you'll have them talking, and they'll be saying how it looks like intelligence and it looks like U.S. intelligence, our own people are saying, and or footage over there is showing that it was not, in fact, Israel, it was Hamas. But the Chiron will still talk about the devastation of the hospital blast and spin people up. It's like... <laughs> 
wait a minute, you just dispelled this and your Chiron, like what you just said is different than what your Chiron says. Those have got to be married up. You've got to, like, it should be Hamas caught in a lie. This was them. They killed their own people, and it was not as many people as they, you know, something along those lines. But but the problem is, is, is so much of the population is so fucking stupid that they see this, they get emotional. You see it in America, too, and Twitter all the time. Mary, a lot of Americans are really stupid. And you... You, you see them just latch onto this, and then they're like a, a freaking pit bull on a chicken wing, you know, just like, oh, this is some good sauce. They're not letting go. It doesn't matter if you're my owner. I'm eating this thing. Come hell or high water. I don't know if that scenario has actually played out. I just that's what came out of me. But, <clears throat> but they're like all in on it, and you can't sway them, even with the truth. Like, hey, sorry, sorry to interrupt your 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 rage party here, but. Here's what really happened. Doesn't matter. They're so committed to it now. And that's what you're seeing all over the world. You saw it today in D.C. Rashida Tlaib, Corey Bush, people there from the House of Representatives protesting, still talking about, even after information came out saying the story was totally bogus, talking about it and using it to spin people up. You saw protesters in the Capitol, protesters in New York, protesters all over. You saw protesters all over the Middle East last night. Here was the U.S. Embassy in Iraq. You had people out there chanting, America is the greatest devil. Take a listen. Well, you guys can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> All that we've done in your country, some, some not perfect, but some great things in terms of investment, training, equipment, artillery, all those things. And to see just the animals that you are, how quickly. Kurdistan, different story. The Kurds, totally different. The Kurds, for the most part, would not act anything like that. And, and thus, one of the huge differences among, among many. But... It wasn't just Iraq. It wasn't just Baghdad. It was all over the Middle East. I forget who made this montage here, but you you know there was Lebanon, there was there was um, Turkey, the, Turkey, there was um, uh, other parts of, of Israel. I mean, all and over parts of Europe. You know, we had Spain going off. They had uh, uh, what else was uh, Greece? Uh, Athens was going off. Yeah. Well, here's here's a slight montage just to give you. This is what the world looks and feels like right now. Partly over the war, but but a lot of it exacerbated by the supposed hospital strike that didn't actually happen the way that it was described. Take a look.
what's this? this reminds me of the uh, St. Floyd riots, you know, because we, we saw these different sort of protests all over the world. And this kind of, to me, smacks a little bit of it without, you know, the looting of liquor stores and right. TVs and, and, and uh, Air Jordans and stuff. But this, kind of, this is like, uh, like the Gaza Floyd riots, you know, of 2023. <laughs> it is, it is. But the the problem is, is we've got some wild cards. We've got some some thugs and some people who just don't follow normal social rules in America for sure. We've seen that. We saw it particularly. I probably going back to Ferguson, but certainly in 2020 and forward, and. But, but this is, as we've talked about a lot this week, this is a different breed of people over there. And there's amazing people in the Middle East, and their food is so fucking fantastic. So good. That, that green sauce. Oof, I <laughs> need to make some green sauce tonight. Just bathe in it. Um, but but it's, it, is, it, is, it is good. But there's people over there that are so next-level crazy and warped in their minds in terms of their ideology that most people back here can't understand it. And you shouldn't, and I'm glad you don't, but 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 understand that you don't. So when you see those scenes pop off over there, it's it it is, it's it's very it, there's a similarity for sure, but it's also different because you know, this is you can compare some stuff to the Arab Spring, you can compare some stuff to to other, but but when when it involves Israel, who everyone over there hates. And it involves the United States, who everyone over there hates. The, the, the amount of opportunities for this to pop off are so great. I just, I can't express it enough. And, and Sean, Sean Parnell, who hopefully you've been checking out on, on, on the network he started this week on Monday. We're so excited to have him over, over at the RVM network. Um, you can check out Battleground at 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, Monday through Friday with him. But... <laughs> He was saying, like, how are these embassies? Because all those spots we just showed a second ago, or most of them were, were U.S. embassies. How are they not already evacuated? This is the—because the kind of people who are in those embassies, for the most part, there's some people who are in there that you don't know about that can handle themselves in a good situation, not a situation like that. There's, you got, sometimes you just got to live to fight another day. Uh, how are they not evacuated? Because things are very hot. They're very intense, and you could see— you could see a Benghazi-type situation happen in a hot minute. In fact, the likelihood's probably greater that it does than it doesn't, so you've got to be prepared for that. Yeah, you, you would think so. But again, you know, when, when, once we learned everything that went on with Benghazi and the ambassador that was there, Stevens, yep. he's, he was a true believer in, in all these weird ideologies that the left has where he doesn't view people of certain beliefs um uh, political beliefs is a threat it's right. like oh we could all get along you know me you got to get to know each other on a person-to-person -person level and we can be friends and everything will be fine that's the kind that's the type of shit lib mentality that gets so many people killed. And when I see other Americans on, you know, the University of Penn, uh, Columbia, NYU, who are marching with Palestinians, and I'm thinking to myself, you have no idea what you're getting into because this crowd of people that you're throwing your support your support behind, 
at any moment they'll turn on you right because their ideology you 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 are nothing to them you right now you're, you're an ally because there's strength in numbers and it's more intimidating to see that many people but when it comes down to it they'll turn on you in a heartbeat and you're going to be fucked because there's no it's it again it reminds me of those little white kids up in the apartment when the black lives matter folks threw the rock through their window and they're like we're on your side we're yeah. on your side that's what's going to happen to these people as either you know getting drilled with a two by four yeah no, it's I mean, it's there's so many, and I, I I love that we're seeing more of that, and there's recognition. I fear that the only people who are recognizing it are the people who already recognized it. But all the people who have the coexist bumper stickers we've talked about, we talked about the chick from Minnesota who supported Palestine and was killed by Hamas. Like, you stop it, you guys. It, it you don't understand who they. You don't understand anything apparently. But you certainly don't understand who the people are that you're supporting, who the people that you're spitting in the face of saying, I'm not on your side, I'm on their side. And then and then you, when you turn back, they all charge. I mean, it's just it's it, it, but it's the same thing here in America on a, on a different level. It's a slower game, right? You attack you attack uh, America or Israel for not supporting Hamas or Palestine, whatever. You're going to get killed by them eventually. Sure. But we see that here all the time, too. We see I, the, the example I always think of is Brian Stelter. You're, you were in the media. You got failed because you were just that bad. But you got fired, rather. But you think, and you can hear it in your tone, that you're on their team. Sure. You're not. <laughs> no. no one is. And no one is. I don't care if you've won multiple awards and broadcast and all sorts of stuff because you're in the media and you just peddle their lies and their nonsense. You lose in the end. You lose in the end. You're just not on their team. You don't understand how you think this is so complex or you think you maybe or maybe you don't. Maybe you think it's simple. I don't know. But but it is kind of simple. The the simplistic real world truth of it all is is it's us versus them. It is them. It is a very small group of them and the rest of it is us and yes, we disagree on stuff, but we need to agree on the fact that we're not in their club. And because we're not on their club, they want the worst for us. And they could care less about you or your family or your home or your job or your values or any of those things. And no one seems to get that. There's, I mean, the, I feel like the vast majority of the people walking around out there are, are like, I take this side because I feel like it's noble and just. Yeah. Like, cool. You're going to get ass raped and then murdered for that noble and just thought <laughs> in the end. <laughs> Exactly. You know, they're under the impression that, you know, they're they're on the right side and they got their invitation to go to the party. But unfortunately, they didn't read the fine print on their invitation that just allows you to be in the yard because right. there's no way you're getting on the porch and there's no way that you're getting inside into the living room to sit and visit with everybody else. Right. That ain't happening. No, no foie gras for you, bitches. <laughs> you're, you're getting you're getting. You're getting very different treats out on the lawn, for sure. Speaking of the lawn, Joe Biden today in Israel, just talking protests for a second and dumb people. Joe Biden in Israel, protests happening all over the country, New York, D.C., everywhere. We showed you the ones at the Capitol earlier. Well, they showed up at the White House, too. Joe wasn't there, but they showed up at the White House, too. This was the scene there. No more money for Israel's water. No one penny, not one dollar. No. 
Another reason why to hate protests. <laughs> it's, just, it's like going to a concert with no show, no music. Right. And you'd have some jackass on a on a loud and a megaphone doing these stupid shit. Ch- Up with hope, down with dope. Right. <laughs> no I, justice, no peace. The I'll, I'll just tell you the only way you're getting me to a protest is if there's an open bar and a taco truck. Yeah. And I'm not going to take part in anything. I'm just going to be back there. Oh, it was good. All right. And then I'm going to leave. I'm going to bounce. They're just so dumb. What do they do? Again, overseas, sometimes they make an impact because the savages over there sometimes start burning walls down. Oh, they get whipped up. They get whipped up, and then they can enact change. Then all of a sudden, a world leader's dead, and you're like, okay, well, they actually did something. <laughs> yeah. But but, but here, come on. Like, you folks in New York, we're going to show a clip in C-Block of, of the weakest freaking protester ever uh, who was at the Capitol today. Like, our protesters are that gay dog breed. They're that they're they're like the... the yeah, yeah, they're like the toy division Yes, in, in the uh, Ukanuba... Uh, Dog show. Is that how you say it? Ukanuba? Is that how you say it? Yeah, the dog. I, I just I didn't know. I've I've seen it bef- forever. I didn't yeah. know. I lo- actually love watching the dog show, but the but the gay dogs are definitely gay. John O'Hurley is one of the best announcers of all time. And that fits him perfectly. He's so good for it because <laughs> yeah. he's like literally still in a Seinfeld character. <laughs> Jay Peterman. He's Elaine. He, he's still right there in there doing it. There we so, are, the toy dog division. <laughs> We have the miniature schnauzer. <laughs> um, so there was, you know, outrage at all of that stuff. And then you've got Hamas, who, of course, called for their day of jihad last week. And now they called for today. And, and, and like the day of jihad, nothing super significant, praise God, happened. Uh, not to say that it was quiet, but, but, but nothing over the top happened. Hezbollah declares Wednesday a day of unprecedented anger against Israel. The same day as Biden's visit. I kind of look, I'm going to give them props for their name. First, it's a day of jihad. Then they bring in unprecedented, unprecedented anger. Unprecedented, yeah. Kind of clever. Kind of clever, but if you really want to, like, you know, sell your day and make it something, I would hit up some of the uh, people who work for WWE, you know, when they come up with their, their, names for their different pay-per-view events that's what you want or somebody in the mma world to come up with with a name you know this the unprecedented day of violence it's you know i mean we've talked about this before when you say it in arabic or a different language it's like unkafa gazan or something and then it's like what does that mean that means a day of bloodshed where the skies will cry with blood and the rivers will overflow with urine and the infidels (laughs) will die you know it's like it's like three words but when it's translated it's this long (laughs) dissertation on something yes no i agree there could be better branding (laughs) there could be better branding well i I gotta be careful (laughs) i say what i'm trying to say here if if you're if you're gonna do something, if you're gonna say we're calling for something, you're. I don't look. I don't want innocent civilians 
to be hurt. I don't want us to get into a war. I don't know if it can be stopped or prevented at this point. But if you're going to say, if you're going to do something, brand it better and then actually do something. If you're going to be a terrorist, be a terrorized shit. You did on October 7th. That was freaking next level sick shit that happened. If then you go and call for something else and people are, I can't believe you're supporting or, or encouraging. I'm not actually, I'm just saying, live the gimmick man if you're a freaking extremist strap a vest on and, and go do some like uh, th- there's so much talk if you're gonna if you're gonna bark little doggy <laughs> and that's all you're gonna do <laughs> you're gonna be like the dog in in freaking silence of the lambs yeah if you're not gonna bite then what's the point of barking yeah no exactly and again we're not no one's encouraging violence i just i just want people to be who they are if you say you're a violent jihadist then be one we're gonna kill you yeah. and it's gonna be great and we're gonna celebrate it but but be who you are so things popping off all over the middle east there's you know the protests at the u.s embassies all of that we talked about israelis uh who who were told to not go to turkey not go specifically to istanbul yesterday to come back home cancel their plans or if they were there leave and now you've got saudi arabia saying the saudis must leave lebanon now immediately and now i don't know which one comes first seems like they're the same yeah but the point is these world leaders are talking you've got intelligence services collecting intelligence you've got lebanon who's got hezbollah there who's pushing in and and stuff is happening in the in the golan heights there and in, in, in the northern part of 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 israel you've you've got some unease in Lebanon just in general and and then all this is happening so people now starting to say everyone come home come home (laughs) because and when do you do that right you do that when you want to consolidate and keep your people safe but also have your head on a swivel for what's coming and and that's the concern here is that is that other people know what's coming Hezbollah's going in which means Israel's going to do this, which means the U.S. might do this, which means, you know, and it just goes on and on and on. And Iran's probably going to do that. Yeah. Saudi's letting their people know, hey, man, get off the beach, get out of the titty bars, put down the scotch. Time to get back where you have none of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> because it's about to go down. Yeah. But at least you'll be, you'll be in the kingdom, <laughs> but you'll be alive. You'll be alive. Gosh, I could go for some. We need a hummus bar around here. <laughs> Have you ever made your own hummus? Yeah, it's not it's not the same. No. I don't like cuz I don't a lot of people when you make it on your own it ends up being a little grainier. Mm. It's got to be smooth for me. I, the Lebanese make a good hummus. It's got to be smooth. You could say that works for a lot of things. I told it's, you my joke, right? What's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? I don't know if I want to know, but tell me. I've never let a garbanzo bean in my mouth. Just go laughing in the background. Uh, Well, um, that's (laughs) Putin. um, Segue. Be smart. (laughs) Putin. um, Putin was um, was talking and 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 giving a little speech here and. As news of Biden coming in and news of a second aircraft carrier came in, he he made what's not really a threat, but is also kind of a threat. Th- I'll let you see. You got to kind of read the screen here. 
Um, if you are listening to the podcast or working out, one, you're better than us. Good, good on you. But two, um, you're just going to have to trust the commentary that we give you after it. Take, take a listen. Они взяли, затащили две авиационные группировки в Средиземное море. Хочу сказать, это не угроза, то, что я сейчас скажу, я о чем вас проинформирую. Но по моему поручению военно-воздушные силы, военно-космические силы России начинают на постоянной основе патрулирование в нейтральной зоне воздушного пространства на Черном море. И наши самолеты МиГ-31 вооружены комплексами «Кинжал». Они, как известно, имеют дальность свыше тысячи километров со скоростью 9 махов. And then, and then it shows the map and some weird stuff at the end there. But the, so, so what Putin's saying, for those of you, again, who are listening, not watching, is, hey, I'm not trying to make a threat. But the U.S. has moved two strike carrier groups into range of our hypersonic missiles. And this is no way a threat. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying it's 100% an underhanded threat. You're killing our people going after installations. By the way, Ukraine just used some of our longer-range missiles to strike uh, Russian installations this week. First time it's happened. They hit two different Russian installations. So all of that's happening, and he's like, hey, <laughs> I know you're excited about helping your friend Israel. Uh, by the way, we're uh, heavily involved in the region as well, just with different people who are on the other side of Israel. But also, as we've got this war with you going on over here in Ukraine slash Russia, you just moved your strike, uh, strike groups within range of us doing what we want to them. Just, just saying. Yeah, just give me a little heads up. And in no way is this a threat. <laughs> We're just letting you know the capabilities that our missiles have. Right. <laughs> I, I Again, I love how Putin plays it. I, I'm not pro-Putin. I'm not on, on Israel's side. Putin probably wouldn't like me if I lived in his country. Putin wouldn't like any of us. Any but, of us. But he's playing this as smooth yeah. as a maniacal dictator can because he knows that he's he knows what he's up against. He sees Biden, and all he has to be is smooth. And, you know, you've got Joe's like, oh, oh. <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> ice cream um <clears throat> yeah well i mean it, it, and that's that's the reminder folks i was talking to jesse about this tonight um earlier today that you'll see tonight and here here's one of the big downfalls about this the down one of the obvious downfalls of what's happening within israel hamas palestine you know iran etc is the potential for middle east war slash world war not good. No one likes that. It's not, not going to end well for anyone. It's not going to be good uh, even for anyone economically. It's, it, it's really not going to be good for people economically. But we get... Um, you the man, by the way, Captain Rock. First like back at 2.30, hours before the show. Total, total side point. Um, but we get super sidetracked, super hyper-focused on one thing at a time. So we were, as a country, even though we shouldn't be, hyper-focused on Russia-Ukraine, which was also a very convenient distraction for everything happening with the Biden family and so many other things. Then 
Hamas attacks Israel on October 7th. You see all this pop off. And you notice what's happening? No one seems to be paying attention with the, about the fact that we still might get into World War III over on this front as we, as we inch into a situation where we're on a two-front war. And it's not just a two-front war, right? We've got folks in the Horn of Africa doing stuff, other folks in the Middle East doing other things. We've got the potential for China and Taiwan. There's so many things happening so many places. And, but, the, but my point of it all is, is, is we get super focused on one thing at a time. So now that Israel's here, it's like everything just gets put here. Meanwhile, what everyone else is doing over there should, should be of great concern. And Russia's reminding us like, hey, you're still going after us. You're killing our people. You're trying to take over territory that we believe ours, whether you think it's theirs or not, doesn't matter. It's what they think in this case and how they're going to respond in this case. And we could totally annihilate your two carrier strike groups. Just saying. Drop the mic. Walk off. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting times. Shouldn't we say? Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We'll probably squeeze in another 30, 40 minutes here with you guys. A um, couple other things we want to get to. Hit that like button if you have not already. It's going to be quick. We just got to top off our drinks, maybe hit the head, and we'll be right back with you here after this quick break. $10,000 or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late. Our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late. My business partner, Jim, and I uh, started Thistle Creek Reserve because we wanted to bring glory to God. We want to be Christ-centered seven days a week, 365 days a year. Our coffee is produced all around the world, some from Papua New Guinea, South America, uh, Guatemala, Brazil, for example. Beyond the Cup is it's our life motto. It's our way to give back, and it's, for us, our charitable partners. Uh, we partner with the Tim Tebow uh, Akoa Philippi Project to help rescue women and children from sex trafficking. Uh, we partner with Seamark Ranch, a uh, foster care community to help show the love of Christ to children uh, who've really just been abandoned by their families. One of the things that we do is we go back and we support the missionaries that we help get our coffee from so that they can build churches and uh, schools and hospitals and dig wells so that everybody has fresh and clean water. We stand on core conservative Christian values, and we will never shy away from that. But that doesn't mean that we don't love our friends that are across the aisle. We love them all. We want to serve good coffee to them all, and we want them to know that there's somebody who might not think like they do, but is willing to love them anyway and have a conversation with them. 
moms and dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books. They are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave Books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember, the land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled, it won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. button whichever platform you are on if you have not already make sure you are subscribed wherever you're watching and then just keep engaging keep engaging in that chat keep having some fun with us we got a little bit more time here to go together uh we'd really love for you to come over to rumble.com forward slash drew berquist and subscribe there as well if you haven't already <clears throat> this next hour is brought to you commercial free by brave books you have seen the ads and you know that one of the best gifts that we can give our children is the understanding and appreciation of freedom and patriotism. And what better way to do that than through compelling stories that resonate with our core values. This is where the Freedom Island Book Club steps in, presented by Brave Books. This book club is not just any book club. It is a treasure trove of stories that teach our young ones about the beauty of liberty, the perseverance that built our nation, and the very values that make America so special. So it's time that we turn off those screens, immerse our kids in tales of bravery, freedom, the American spirit, and you can do so at kidsfreedombooks.com. 
It's Kids Freedom, kids plural, freedombooks.com. Use the promo code RVM. You'll get 15% off, and you can give that gift of teaching your kids about patriotic values, core values who make us up as our country. Pass that on. Pay it forward. Again, it's kidsfreedombooks.com. Use the promo code RVM to get 15% off. Okay, so we've got some different things we're going to get into here just to kind of wrap up the night. Let's go first to that latest one, Disco. Yeah, because we were talking about Putin a second ago. We were talking about him kind of making, and not kind of, just making his threat about our aircraft carrier groups being within reach of hypersonic missiles. Well, this is not unusual, but he was in China for meetings with Xi this week. There was... There was some some conversations going on. You had some, uh, you know, the Belt Road Initiative meetings going on. Uh, not the Belt Road, the Belt. Um, Belt and Road. But yeah, Belt and Road Initiative. Um, but you had Putin go, and they they had some some private meetings. They talked about a lot of things. Obviously, Ukraine and Russia. They talked about China, um, Israel and Hamas. They talked about all these different things. And these two have cozied up a whole great deal. Hundred ninety billion dollars in trade between the two last year record it's a record so they're getting cozier and cozier but as he's there you've got putin who's traveling with the equivalent of the nuclear football for us it's called the shaget or cheget i don't know how you say it in russian uh you can see it here uh with one of the dudes who's walking on the red carpet So, just I, I play it as a stark reminder of Putin goes away. There's so much on his mind right now. There's so much happening on a global scale that it's like, you come with me just in case. That's where the stakes are at. I don't think we're going to reach nuclear annihilation or anything like that. I'm not saying that to scare the piss out of people. You should be significantly <laughs> troubled already as it is. But it's just, it's a good reminder of where the stakes are. Like, hey, your carrier groups are in our strike range. Oh, and this guy over here, you know what he can do? Hey, come here. Here. Yuri, come here. This button right here sets off a nuclear weapon. So it, it just is a good reminder of where we are. Uh, and that, that particular place of where we are is not good. Right. And I don't think Putin or she have to worry about us when they're looking at the pro the, the pro Hamas protest or or route pro Hamas rallies let's call them that we're having in the US and how many and how many Americans born and bred and raised Americans are throwing in with Hamas at these rallies yeah it's amazing we don't have to do anything they've turned their back on their own country and they've thrown in with people who have moved to this country who hate everything about this country and identify more with the country that they came from than the country that they're currently living in right so russia and china don't have to do anything we're eating ourselves from within it's pretty perfect if you're them it really is yeah. and, and and to be clear we've talked about before they're playing into that. They're, they're using intelligence resources and fighting that information war to make sure that we continue to do that. Like, okay, you want to go down this slope? We'll push you so you go faster. Uh, they're, they're certainly helping with that. Speaking of China-ish, Arkansas. 
Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the governor, it made Arkansas the first state to force a Chinese-owned company to give up its land. Here, here was her decree. I'm announcing that Syngenta, a Chinese state-owned agrochemical company, must give up its land holdings in Arkansas. Syngenta owns 160 acres in northeast Arkansas, which it uses primarily for seed research. The company that owns Syngenta, Kim China, is also on the Department of Defense's list of Chinese military companies posing a clear threat to our state. Seeds are technology. Chinese state-owned corporations filter that technology back to their homeland, stealing American research and telling our enemies how to target American farms. That is a clear threat to our national security and to our great farmers, especially since the Chinese government enacted a law in 2017 requiring Chinese citizens abroad to collaborate with their country's security officials on intelligence work with no questions asked. This isn't about where you're from. We welcome Chinese Americans, Russian Americans, and anyone else who's given up foreign oppression for American freedom. This is about where your loyalties lie. We simply cannot trust those who pledge allegiance to a hostile foreign power. That's why I signed Act 525, sponsored by Representative McKenzie and Senator Boyd, to ban Chinese and Russian-made drones. And it's why I signed Act 758, sponsored by Representative McAlendon and Senator Stubblefield, banning public contracts with the CCP. We will make sure that every company operating in Arkansas is a friend to Arkansas and good to hardworking Arkansans. Secretary Ward has already notified Syngenta about this decision. If they refuse to sell, our Attorney General can move forward with legal proceedings and force them to get out of our state. Arkansas will always protect our farmers and our national security interest. All right. So <clears throat> bold move. Good move. I like it. I like it, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And to be clear, I said Chinese owned. I meant CCP controlled state, Chinese state owned. Yeah, it, it, you could. That, that's the illusion that China always has. And that's the kind of. Uh, you know, business model that we're that a lot of people are going for in the U.S., where it looks like an independently owned company, but it's the government who tells who can and who cannot be in business. Right. So it's run by the government. Yeah. No, absolutely, and 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 that's a huge problem. And their government has their fingers and hands in everything here. The amount of land that they own just keeps going up. So someone pushing back and saying, "Ah, uh, yeah, no." We're going to do it differently here. Hopefully that encourages and inspires other people to do the same. You know, you saw it, you know, DeSantis had some great wins during COVID uh, and, and in terms of just constitutional freedoms during the pandemic, other people caught fire. Other people were like, well, that's working well there. So I want to do it. Hopefully people see this and say, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board with that. She's so xenophobic. I don't know what to do with her xenophobia. You know what? I, it, just listening to what she's saying, this all makes sense to me because it's it, it, they're they they're purchased this land to do seed research, right? <laughs> do do we? So they're going to be genetically modifying these seeds, either to like make bigger foods or you know to help feed their population. 
But the most likely thing that's going to happen is they're going to weaponize seeds where it's like, oh, you need, you know, you hear the seeds to grow wheat or whatever it is. But these seeds that we're going to drop in with the other ones are going to destroy those seeds. They're going to be a cancer to those seeds. And pretty soon you can't grow any wheat in the United States because they're going to damage the land so much that it will be impossible to grow anything. The, you know, China never works in the best interest of the United States. Just look what they've done to us over the years right. by sending us, you know, um, what was it, plaster? They sold us uh, plaster that had mold inside it. They uh, they poisoned dog food that yep. came over. And to think that they would not, it, well, and also COVID, the granddaddy of them all that they sent over to us, it, or sent it to the world as well. But if you think you're, you've got to be so freaking naive, if you th think for one second that this seed research isn't going to try and harm us in some way to cause some sort of famine in the United States. Right. Yeah. When, when are they on the right side yeah. of something? It just doesn't happen. Well, as, as <clears throat> Jill says here in the chat, China should not own any of our land. I just don't get outside of embassies and and diplomatic posts. I don't understand that either. Like, it, it, it just doesn't make sense how much we've given up. It's, and you could argue, and it's a slippery slope, like, okay, well, a little bit over here is fine, or this, that, and there. But, but then it leads to where we are now. And they, you look at the, I don't even know the, the overall figure. It is a massive figure, how many acres, how much they own in this country. It's a massive figure, what percentages of businesses they own in this country now. Because they play the long game, and as you're saying with the seeds or with anything they do, it's always in the interest of China. It's never in the interest of like, well, this would be good for our American friends. No, said no Chinese official ever. Right. That's not how how they and and in fair, that's not how they should work. They no. should be about China. We should be about America, and that's the big problem. Is our country's not about America, so we let other people abuse us. And 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 that's that's where we are with this. But but kudos to, to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, I think that's a, a an interesting move. I hope that it catches fire. Is some of it for politics? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know her her heart and where it's coming at this from. But but I certainly like it. I know that. Yeah. And I also like the fact that she took the time to say that they're also banning Chinese made drones for for the state. It, you got to keep in mind that whenever the com the biggest company, D DJI, the drone company, they sell their drones, they're mapping the United States because all everything that the drone sees goes back to China. Right. You know, so they're able to map pretty much the entire United States, our neighborhoods, wherever you're flying, wherever you see these you know, DJ, DJI drones, the ones, you know, they're, they're quad, they're usually white with the four. They're not, and you... Um, you operate it by using your cell phone, and you've got like what looks like a remote, like an RC controller. Yeah. And then the F, they're different. The FPV ones are where you wear the goggles and fly it that way. But DJI is the l largest uh, manufacturer, and I think they they pretty much own the market when it comes to when it comes to drones. So I totally agree with her on that. I totally see where she's going at because we do not want the Chinese mapping our neighborhoods. And that's what happens when you purchase these Chinese products. They're all cool. Everybody lo loves drones because they add to the production value of what you're doing. But if you can get something Japanese made or American made, that's going to be much better. But also, too, I don't really trust the United States when it comes to, you know, our intel 
you know, consuming everything that we have. There's really no privacy anymore. No. But, you know. It's, yeah, if you're looking for that, <laughs> you're, 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 there's really nowhere to turn, right. unfortunately. I mean, we've come to a point in our society where we've willingly brought in a listening device, the device with Alexa into our ho homes so it can record everything that we're saying, every private conversation that we're having. Yeah, bro, and not only that, they put that in, they've worked with all the TV manufacturers and so many of the TVs now, it's hard. I mean, we've got 800 TVs throughout the studio here. It's hard to get a TV these days that don't have Alexa or, or one of the similar you know, products out there that is listening. Right. I, it really is. It's like getting an old car that doesn't have the electronics. Like, you got to go seek it out. I, no, no, no. I, I want a smart TV, but I don't want it that smart. Yeah. And, and just be cautious. If you're out there TV shopping right now, not all of them boast about it, but a lot of them are Alexa-enabled and, and have that on there. So just something to, to be mindful of for sure. I was shocked how many. I, I guess I shouldn't be, uh, but I was shocked how many had it. Um, so earlier, <clears throat> we talked about the <laughs> the protests at the the Capitol, the Cannon Building outside. You know, the ones where Sheeta Tlaib and Cory Bush were at, the ones inside. I've just got to show this, and and at the beginning part, Disco, kind of go to just slow through this this mouth breather's face. I I said so, I don't even remember what I said on Twitter about it, but this this kid or creature is arrested and being escorted out and just tell me, I mean, have you ever seen such a weakling as this thing? I don't even know what gender it is. Dude, it's like, we've come to a point in our society where males this age are so weak and effeminate and the females are so angry and aggressive that it's, it's like the females now have more testosterone than that thing did. Yeah. Oh, there was no testosterone in that thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. There's no fight whatsoever in that. But that 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 gives me a lot of insight to the mind of the shitlib. And that is they're weaklings. Yeah. So they find they find it much better to join groups that are sort of on the fringe the way that they felt their entire life that are actually the bullies. And be, and can pick out groups, you know. They 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 throw in with Hamas so they can go pick on Jews, or they can talk about how horrible the United States is and and pick on Republicans or whoever. Right. That that's the mindset of these people because of how, I mean, you say you say it when you see people, they're like, he's not even a dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's I, nothing masculine about him. No, and it sounds so mean spirited, but I can just tell you, like, and I'm not, I hate people who describe themselves as I'm a, this. I I don't even want to say what I'm thinking because it makes me like they, I'm I'm this or that. Like, don't be a self-described douchebag because that's what you are if you're self-described. But you can also call out other people that are, are at the same time, like, and that kid right there is like, oh, man, like, I kind of hope that they smacked your face into the ground because you're just so weak. Like, I need you to wake up. I need, like, a spark to happen in there and then somehow to change your face. If we could have a spark and a face change, I feel like maybe we'd be on the road to recovery. But I don't think you can with, with a mouth breather like that. And that is... The perfect example of today's shitlib, as you're just as you're as you said, like that's that's what's out there. And when you see these Antifa marches, you know what, folks? 
That's what's behind that mask. It's either a skinny kid like that who weeps and moans if you just get anywhere close to him, or it's a larger kid with male breasts that tried to be a bully and then got so out of shape that couldn't even be a bully because you just, you know, you're out of breath from standing up and walking around. Or it's an ex-con sex offender. Or an ex-con sex offender who just, yeah, just wants to, I mean, look at this thing. If I'm his parents, I'm like, don't come home. Don't come home. I can tell you right now, both his parents are like professors or something. Mother has never worn an ounce of makeup an entire life, goes to super cuts for a haircut, never does her nails. That's How's very, that for being specific? That's, that's specific. Yeah, I was going to say, that's very, very specific. Someone who does makeup, lots of makeup, lots of outfits, lots of nails, lots of all that jazz is Cher. Did you think we were going to talk about Cher? Oh, well, we're going to talk about it. You know what? Cher bugs me, man, because I really want to like her, but then she starts talking about things, and it's like, damn it, Cher, why do you have to do this? Yeah. No, exactly. I'm looking at a picture right now, kind of sultry. We're not going to show it. She's what, 80? Sure. I don't know. Let me check. It's it's up there. This is This is not a picture from her being 80. Maybe it is. I don't know if it is. Good on you, Cher. Daggum. But... Oh, she's 77. Right up there. Yeah. Right up there. And she, and she still does. I mean, she, I mean, in fairness, she's, she looks good. She's done some great things throughout her career. But she opens her mouth, to your point. She gets political, and it's like, stop it. I don't care who you are. Stop it. That's not what you do. You're a singer, and you've done some acting, but you're a singer. Sing. Yeah. Sing. If you're an actor... Robert De Niro, Alec Baldwin, stop, Alec, stop killing people. But both of you, shut your mouths. Just do stuff. Alec Baldwin's a huge disappointment for me. We're not going to go down that path, but it's like, I love some of his characters. He's, yeah. he's a great actor. He's a total douche nozzle. I love Sharon Witches of Eastwick. Can't you just be that? <laughs> Please. Well, everyone's like, why are you talking about Cher? And you've been talking about her for five minutes and haven't said anything. Well, she's once again making a political threat. Announcing that she will leave the United States if, you guessed it, Donald J. Trump wins the 2024 election. She didn't leave the last time. Exactly. I'm moving to Canada. I'm moving to here. I'm. None of you guys did. None of them ever threatened to move to countries that are coming in now that are unvetted. They, you, never, you never see Cher saying, I'm moving to... Mexico. Right. I am moving to Haiti. <laughs> Never. No. It's always good. Canada is about the whitest place that you can go. So that should give you a little bit of insight to the mind of the shit lib. And again, I would I would I, I would still be frustrated with them, but if they did, if someone was like, I'm moving to Canada if he if if he wins, and then they did, or and that's to me an easy move. It, it, it's a socialist hellhole right now, but like still relatively easy considering but if someone actually lived up to it i'd be like okay good on you i totally disagree with you i think you're totally dumb and your principles are way off the mark but you stuck to something no one sticks to anything these days especially in in the entertainment world which is not surprising but it's frustrating um i don't remember this is from sky news but I just want to show a random clip here. They have lots of these in Canada, lots of bear in Canada. 
but this is a Sky News clip. And this bear breaks into this house and pulls out, I believe it was a Stouffer's lasagna, if I'm not mistaken, from the freezer and bolts. All he wanted, all he needed, serves a family of four to six, is my guess. I don't know. I haven't had a frozen lasagna in a long time. Take a look. Stay upstairs, dog. Yeah, if you know what's good for you. Into there. Nice, nice refrigerator. Actually, I think I think that's the refrigerator that I have. Going going bottom drawer freezer. What do we got here? We got some popsicles. We've got this. Frozen lasagna. Okay. That'll do. Here's a window. I'm gonna use this as a step. Escaping. Frozen lasagna in a bag, which is interesting. Dude, bears are so deceptive to me because they, they're like the, the the gooey fat kid of the animal kingdom, but they're so strong so and strong. nimble and quick. It's amazing how fast they are. No, they can chase you down. They can chase you up a tree. Yeah. And they're smart enough to be like, you know what? The Johnsons don't seem to be home. I'm going to go ahead and see what they had for dinner last night. Like... <laughs> That's, I mean, and then you see the fat ass squeeze out the window, but he's about to go have a, a luxurious meal. Yeah. And, and I mean, maybe a date. Maybe he's, maybe he's going to find another bear. I don't know. We can't <laughs> presume. But, but I, 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 think, I think they're so fascinating, too. I don't want them coming into my house, uh, but I'm, I'm more than okay watching them go into other people's houses and seeing how they do things because it's just always interesting to me. Yeah, it, 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 what, what's interesting to me, it, pretty much like with any other animal, especially monkeys, I, I think monkeys and bears are the only ones who can really do it, is when they're able to start manipulating like different contraptions like human beings can. You know, like, him, the, like the bear opening up that bottom drawer or, you know, when you see, you know, a monkey like peeling an orange or something like that. You know, it's all—it's always—I'm riveted by videos like that. But the bear, especially, just—it's—I'm always like, oh, they're—you know—everyone thinks that they're kind of slow and lumbering, and and they're not. They're—they're they're the opposite. They kind of lull you into the fact, oh, you know, it's just a teddy bear. It's so nice. It's not going to come running after me. And the next thing you know, you're getting mauled, and your juggler's being cut. You're bleeding out on a trail somewhere. <laughs> But speaking of Stouffer's lasagna, yeah. did, when you were a kid or even an adult, did you ever have the Stouffer's French bread pizza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter how long you let that fucking thing cool for, you're burning your, your face mouth. off. You're burning your mouth. <laughs> you're burning. Why it, is that? I don't know, but it's 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 that. And it, well, and there's a lot of there's there's some frozen pizzas that are that way too. Like, I don't know. It's what it is. And that last that that burn, like it hurts for a while like it jacks you up for a bit yeah. but that french bread pizza is so good isn't it and what i haven't had that in so long that actually <laughs> sounds amazing <laughs> sounds amazing um <clears throat> well folks <sighs> one thing i did oh, want to bring up when okay. we talked about it before i can't tell you how happy i am that you're in vandersloot 
finally admitted oh, yes. to violently killing, yeah, killing Natalie Holloway. Um, I've been following that case since the beginning of it in 04. Uh, I, I became obsessed with that because of all the twists and turns and the friends that he was with and then going to Peru and murdering this person in Peru. Truly an evil guy. Um, Beth Holloway has been nothing but a tremendous advocate for victims of violent crime and also keeping the memory of her daughter Natalie alive by giving, you know, very, you know, heartfelt and at times gut-wrenching interviews to make sure that the public didn't forget about her daughter and her daughter being missing and the fact that Euron Vandersloot was, you know, the demon that was behind her death. Yeah. Well, that was... <laughs> Demon's a good word for it. I mean, you hear the way it was described that he killed her today, and and you hear you hear people too talking about. I think it was Fox that we were seeing that on. I think it was Fox, but talking about the fact that maybe he had come to Christ and was a believer now. And and look, I hope that he is. I hope that's true. But it doesn't change what you did. You ah. crushed her skull with a cinder block. Right. Yeah. I it, it just, I can't even. I, you and I have both, you know, in our lives have seen and experienced a lot of horrific things, but there's always certain things that that, that come that you hear of, and you're like, how does how in the world does that happen? Yeah, you know, and it's just it, that whole just that image was is one, even though there are no pictures or anything, but what it conjures up and yeah. just knowing. Well, if you've seen violent images or even if you've seen movies, you can you can kind of picture how that goes. And if you right. if you weren't paying attention to that today, by the way, basically he came out and said we were ma making out. Yeah, they were at the beach. They've been drinking. She was drunk. Yeah, and he wanted to go further, and she didn't need him in the balls. He took offense to that and bludgeoned her to death and then threw her in the ocean. Yeah. So mystery solved way after the fact. Um, sick. Sick stuff. They, yeah. They, I mean, they seemed, they seemed as elated as they could be to have some closure to it. The, the, you know, Beth and, and family members. I just don't know how you how that still everyone's like well they have closure I get the concept of that but you still just saw him in the courtroom and maybe he's changed his life and from an eternal perspective I hope that's true <clears throat> but right you still want to murder him I, I like I don't I don't see how there's I I just I I've not and I'm I'm grateful that I haven't had to deal with that but I but I don't I don't get that mindset of of well, there's there's closure now. I yeah. still don't have my daughter, but I know how he killed her. Well, you knew he killed her, right? Yeah, I've worked with John Walsh before, and I got to know him pretty well in the time that I worked with him. And and just to, in talking to him and seeing him interact with other people, he knows in in, in his heart of hearts, he knows who killed his son. Adam it was a guy by the name of Otis Tool who is now dead. But the fact that John, you know, for him, you know, part, you know, Adam's head was recovered from it, but nothing else was. And he really has no idea of, you know, what happened to Adam. If Otis was indeed the guy who ended up killing Adam Walsh, which John thinks he is. So, you know, there's a huge mystery there. And there, there's still a certain amount of 
of you know an unsaid kind of there really isn't any closure you know because i don't think there ever can be no you know? I, I, that's that's the thing i just don't get it like you're, you're missing a piece you will always be missing a piece yeah so how how you can actually close in that gap or that hole plug you know fill in that hole if you will like it's not you can't right so that's why I give John Walsh and also Beth Holloway a lot of credit for taking such a horrible tragedy and creating something of benefit uh, for the rest of humanity for it. You know, by John establishing the um, Center for Sp- Exploited and Missing Children and also getting a nationwide da- database for missing kids. And then Beth, Beth is, you know, she, being from the Birmingham, Alabama area, Beth is in you know, having family members that live there and how much her faith, what a role that played in her life. And I really, truly believe that it was the strong faith that she has in God was able, was, was enabled her to get through these last, you know, almost 20 years yeah. of her daughter being missing. And I think that, you know, the strength that he, that she has shown during this whole process and the faith that she has in God, I think, is is a is doing a tremendous service to everybody with with the 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 grace that um that she has shown you know as far as uh you've tracking this case all the way through and becoming an advocate for for victims yeah no she's she's been remarkable she, she really has. And I think that probably the faith and kind of the peace that God has given her throughout that is the only way you get through that. Because otherwise... It's got to be, man. I don't think there's... I, 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 I wouldn't be able to get out of bed, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. <clears throat> um, we've got an interesting tomorrow. So Wayne Dupree is going to be with us. I believe he's going to be with us during the second hour. We've got news that will hit on the first hour. I'm sure the world's going to give us... Plenty of that. And then we've got Meme-tastic tomorrow. We've got a new segment that uh, we hope you enjoy called Welcome to Absurdia that we're going to try. Yes. Someone named Tom is going to be doing it. Um, so we'll have some fun. We'll play around <laughs> with that. Uh, you know, here's the nice thing, folks. <clears throat> I'm still beaten up a little bit under the weather. I think I'm better and then I'm not. And we're the last show of the day on the network. On, on my platforms, individually speaking, we're, we can kind of do what we want. Um, so we're going to wrap it up a smidge early here. It's been an outstanding time with you guys. We really appreciate all of your engagement, your involvement, you being here as always, watching. If you're here for the first time, we're damn glad you're here. If you're here for the 637th time, we're damn glad you're here. I think that's the episode that we're on today. Um, but regardless thank you so much hit that like button on the way out please share as clips come out too on social media the next day please share those too they're typically you know on well they're they're really on on most all the platforms so so give a share to those thank you so much for spending time with us tonight we hope you have an awesome night we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow got a full show packed show for you tomorrow so be ready for it we'll see you at 6 p.m eastern be safe be smart be free